Hey, what's up, Eddie McCoy here. Just quick notes on the podcast show today. Uh, we ran for like a good, I don't know, three hours, I think, which was great. Um, but we hit our hard stop and didn't quite finish everything. So the rating section and I think the talk of the new ending uh, of this game is going to be in a separate sort of episode that we'll just sort of record when our schedules align this week and upload also. But we figured we'd get this out to you because it's like actually a great podcast and there's a bunch of hours there and you might as well just have it as opposed to us sitting on it. Um, so that's step one. Step two uh, is, what is it? Oh, yes. There's a little bit of popping in Zoe's mic. There was some setting thing that we need to change. And we'll look into it and get it fixed. But you can just hear it sporadically throughout this. Um, and uh, don't worry about it. You're not going insane. And uh, we're looking into it. So cool. Um, but other than that, enjoy this episode. It's great. We go piece by piece through the DLC, which is really fun. So it's just honestly a, a wonderful episode. So please do enjoy. And uh, we'll catch you up with the sort of finisher later this week. Take care of yourself. And then we'll do a clap sync in three, two, one. Let's get it. All right. I mean, okay. So I'm just going to come in straight out the gate with the fire. I've been so excited to record this episode for like a week. I was excited to record it last week or no earlier this week. And then McCoy was like, I'm sick. And I was like, fuck that. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) I got sick again, people Mm -hmm. in a different way. It was so cringe. Like I was literally like, cause okay. Like I play a lot of online games, right? People know this about me if they know me very well. And so like, does that mean that I have gamer? Exactly. Does this mean that I have good mental? I'm not sure. Does it mean I'm just slowly succumbing to the fucking gamer rage that everyone else has? I don't know. But all I can tell you is after a month of being sick, and then to like get over it and then to get sick again, my world just lost saturation. Like I, it was dark. I was like, man, I'm going to be sick for another fucking five days. Um, and so we did what any sensible human being would do, which is we fired up the fucking bath, right? And we put the candles out mm-hmm. and then, you know, I, ch- I went to sleep at fucking 730 and then <laughs> I wake up to this text from Elena that just goes, hey, don't be mad. But, and I like, you know, when it's like it's, that, you're like, oh, it's fuck. like a seven page text. It's oh, one it's of those. There's so rolling long. involved. And I'm like, oh God. And like, I'm not mad, but I like feel as if I've been positioned in such a way that I should be mad. So I'm like, oh my God, like what is happening? And so she's like, so, um, the bath was great, but when we drained it, it definitely overflowed in the basement. And we're like, oh God. And so she's like, so <laughs> I went down to go to bed in a different place so i could let you sleep and it's just like it was a fucking there was nightmare an inch of sewage water in our basement oh, my God, <laughs> oh was, no and so i am trying so quietly to like put every towel we own down and clean it up and i'm like it was rough it was a bad night for me it was a great night for mccoy he's back yeah he's not sick anymore <laughs> well that was the sort so the of bath like, worked on the plus yeah i did i like woke up the Wait, next why did it overflow so I, apparently our fucking sewage system was just backed up, but we just hadn't noticed yet. It's nice. an like old, sink- I think you have to like, like get it like pumped once a year. It's an old house kind of situation. I don't really know. Apparently that's just good form. Like this is what the guy was telling me today. Have I you was- guys had a lot of rainfall recently as well? We have had a lot of rainfall uh-huh. recently. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's I- a Midwest problem, I remember. Yeah, it's a Midwest <laughs> problem. So, you know, it was what it was, but it was just like funny because it's like, hmm, like this... And then, like, so, first of all, I just want to shout out to Elena. You did an amazing job cleaning up, by the way, because I went th- in the morning trying not to be mad. I was like, wait, you did you did, you did, did it all. Like, how, how can I be mad? But then it was just sort of like, the, but this is the classic situation where one could be mad, right? And here's mm-hmm. why, right? Because on Sunday, this is the day before that, 
we had noticed a, like a sync backing up a little bit and we're like we should deal with this but it's sunday you don't need to call him on sunday we can call him on monday and then i got sick on monday and i didn't call him on monday because i was sick as shit and then in an effort to not be sick we destroyed the house so like <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so it's like then you're just sitting Trade-offs. there and, and, yeah, yeah exactly so you're thinking in their mind right and you're like don't mention the fact that we should have called yesterday because that's the fight but point. I, and like i know as i'm trying to compose that right? late night test that it's like also has information in it like being like don't run any water don't take a shower don't run do not take a bath in full caps like <laughs> don't walk in that room because i haven't bleached the floors yet like all that shit i'm just like yeah like i know he could be mad because one of us really should have called on monday oh my god and then we had this because it's another class example is we had this conversation on sunday where Elena was like, don't call on Sunday. Because then you, if you call on Sunday and they come on Sunday, that's more expensive. But I was like, well, we should call on Sunday, but just organize it for Monday. But then there was a miscommunication because it was like through text. And she was like, out fucking, I don't know, helping your parents at the farm or something. Mm-hmm. So it's just like this beautiful, like, miscommunication that just like, you could sit there and it was just like, you, we both are sitting there looking at each other like, just don't, just, just accept. Just, ex- right? It's like, mm-hmm. it's fine, but it's like, but I want to at least talk, you know, it's like, it's a, you know, like you want to, anyways. So the moral of that whole story though, is that I'm feeling much better and this is great news. And so I'm sorry that I've delayed this podcast so much and that I've tortured <laughs> Zoe and I've tortured Gabe yeah for a month now at this point. Uh, but McCoy gave me you. the biggest blue balls. <laughs> <laughs> well, alrighty then. Oh. I mean, let's relieve that tension then for you, Gabe. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Finally, someone gets it. Somebody, somebody has to. <laughs> somebody has to help. Oh god! So, yeah, but all right, Tyranny of Thumbs Gaming podcast. We play a game each week, and then we talk about it. This week, well, two weeks ago at this point, yeah. we talked Cyberpunk 2.0 update, and we were about to talk about story, and then McCoy was dying, so we stopped, and we we're like, okay, no story. We won't talk anything about the DLC. This episode. Yep. It's going to strictly be, I'm going to just put the spoiler warning right here. We're going to just talk all about story beats in the DLC, probably including, you know, side gigs and whatnot. So if you haven't played the Phantom Liberty DLC, or even Cyberpunk for that matter, I'm sure we're going to spoil parts of that as well. Like, this is your warning. Today's going to be strictly story. Gameplay, that was two weeks ago. Go listen to that one. That one's fun. But this one... And you know what else I've learned? Yeah. Check this out, bro. I've also learned this, right? We can say that, and we should say that. And we did say that. And we do often say that. However, I have found there is a large amount of people that I know that listen that are basically like, yes, please, actually, if you could just spoil the story, I'm not going to play this game or I'm interested if I want to play this game. And they are just totally cool with that. Mm-hmm. And like that. So then if that's the case, I permit you to continue to listen. But it's, it's no. always just funny because like people will be like, yeah, man, like, I just wasn't going to play it, so it was kind of interesting to hear you talk about it. And I'm like, wow, like, we never mentioned that in our spoiler warning, and I don't know if we even should, but it just came to mind. So, fair, but you have been warned. But fuck yeah. So we're going to go back into the recesses of our brain and try to think about the story of Phantom Liberty a little bit, because for some of us, it's been a while. But kind of figured structure for today was going to just kind of be going front to back, of the Phantom Liberty storyline, as well as those pivotal game decision moments. And 
that new ending though that sent probably Jesus all of us Christ. into an existential crisis so dude it was the most i mean five this is kind of a little backwards but like the ending so okay if you've played this dlc you can unlock a new ending that involves like essentially i want to say the words making good on some of the promises that are made to you about why you should be going through and doing the dlc mm -hmm. but man what making good is is the most cyberpunk just devastating <laughs> fucking yeah. at what just, cost oh at my god <laughs> so we'll get to it but jesus christ so i'm just saying that because if you, you might have played the dlc and not ended up with that outcome and you might have gone a different story and in fact you should for your main shit but you should also know that there's another thing to see and it will just hurt your feelings a lot. <laughs> like a lot so yeah Oof. but yeah but all right so we kind of briefly touched on it a little bit you know two weeks ago but dlc starts where you get a call from a mysterious person named songbird who says i know about your condition and i think i can help you come to dogtown and look for me and I don't know about you guys. So like my initial impressions of the DLC were like the whole DLC was marketed as like save the president, save the world kind of thing. Mm. Um, okay. You know, and I was very curious how they were going to go about that only because I don't know, like being a I, I, like I was kind of like, OK, so like where does this like songbird character play into this whole saving the president scenario or like do we need to save the president in order to get the cure? Like not really sure how that's going to play out. Um, and then you get to Dogtown. Uh, songbird essentially like hijacks you in your yeah. brain mm -hmm. and makes you pass out. Johnny disappears and is replaced by her. And my initial thought was just panic of oh no, they didn't get Keanu Reeves for the DLC and I'm stuck with her the entire DLC. Oh no. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if you guys thought the mm -hmm. same thing. <laughs> so I I actually, well, okay, that's a really, I didn't go all the way to think like they didn't get Keanu Reeves, but I did think like, oh, the gimmick of this DLC is Songbirds or Johnny now. And mm -hmm. I was sort of like, uh, maybe a little like, like like you were describing at first, but actually like, you know, fast forwarding and then rewinding again, I actually really think they should have used her more in retrospect in this area of the game like because she kind of gets kicked out of your johnny role really fast unless like i in this mission i recall um mm -hmm. and i would just say that like actually like i think she has really beautiful like it's really beautiful to build her character and to build anyone's character like they built johnny's character in this sort of like role this like specific cyberpunk role that they have in your mind. And I think they, they could have uh, used her a bit more. Now that's not the same as saying like replace the whole Johnny. And I'm so happy to see him go back. But, but do you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like they could have used that a little bit more for, for attaching you to this character for how important it's going to be soon. Right. For sure. Gabe, were you just completely on the simp train? The, the minute she came yeah, on screen, the you were just like, yes. <laughs> no, cause I didn't really know much. Like, Honestly, I didn't check out, like, any of the uh, marketing material for this. I just knew it was called Phantom Liberty, and that was about it. Um, yeah. So I went in just practically blind. Uh, but I had the assumption, I was like, you know, if it's going to be, like, the base cyberpunk, 
Gameplay is probably going to be jank, but goddamn, <laughs> will the writing deliver? Mm. So I just was like, fuck it, I'm going in. Um, yeah. And also because y'all yeah. wanted to play it for the podcast, and I was like, hell yeah, I, like, I enjoyed Cyberpunk, so let's do it. Um, wow. So but yeah, so bold takes like I enjoyed <laughs> Cyberpunk. Yeah, <laughs> true, dude. Um, so yeah, I didn't really like. I didn't really have that exact same fear where like she came in and interacted with Johnny. I was like, oh shit, like she's capable of some shit, dog. If she can just like reach into the <laughs> relic and like do whatever, and like basically banish Johnny <laughs> temporarily. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, it was it was pretty extreme, and I was like, yo, this chick seems pretty cool. Uh, but I did not have that same fear of like, oh no, she's going to be the new Johnny because they didn't get Keanu Reeves. Damn, dude. I I did think like, okay, I, I didn't think in that moment that exact thought, but I did have thoughts like, how did Keanu Reeves feel about the reception of this game? Like, compared to like, you know, he's not a voice actor for games all the time, like, but he is sort of like a cult hero in a way, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and he plays this John Wick character and many other characters that like sort of align in some ways. And you're thinking like, you know, it was so cool to get him when they revealed him on stage and all that. Remember that from the fucking before Cyberpunk came out, they revealed <laughs> right. Keanu Reeves on stage and Reddit's like going crazy. And like, and then like, if he paid attention to the fucking aftermath at all, it was just devastating. Like it was devastating. And so I wondered if that was going to sour his relationship with this game. And so in that regard, I was worried. Like just... Mm-hmm. and so then they're like oh we got interest out but it's like wait you got more people involved in this project that also definitely surprised me yeah seeing idris elba in this i yeah. was like holy shit they have yeah. some bull gabe you knew about that one beforehand though right like at least that <laughs> yeah i knew that because i saw him yeah. on like some of the like i didn't really look into like trailers and stuff but i saw him in like pictures of the promotional material okay right okay but yeah, I definitely, I definitely worried a bit. Like, is it possible that he's going to disconnect? Like, Keanu Reeves is going to disconnect from this project and be like, "This was a nightmare," and is sort of like a smear on my record. But actually, I feel like he key, doesn't I... really care, though. I feel like he's more a man to pursue his passions with the projects rather than like fully worrying about like, "Oh, I hope this thing does well," because like I want to make a good return on this or whatever. You yeah. know, I think he's in oh. it because he's like, "I like this yeah. project. It seems cool." I'm in. Well, and certainly, I guess the worry was just like, did he did did that sour? You know, yeah. did his like his excitement of the project? But if anything, I thought is it controversial to say I thought he maybe did like a better job with the DLC? Okay. Oh, uh, I'll just say like going from DLC content back to main game content, like I I see a visible difference. I think it's primarily in writing, but I also think it's also in like the way lines are delivered. Um. We'll, we'll talk about it later, but, like, the ending conversation you have with Johnny, I think, is by far, like, the most knock-out-of-the-park kind of conversation that you ever have with him in the whole game. How dare yeah. you? Every single Johnny conversation is hit. Even the impressive cock line. <laughs> I was going to say, when yes. he talks about scratching his balls and his massive cock, yeah, you're just like, yes, this is It's like, God damn it, Keanu, tell me all about it. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, my God. It is like, so different. I also different. have this problem, Keanu. <laughs> <laughs> we always could scratch each other's fucking balls or something. But, yeah, it's it's actually interesting. Like, those dynamics are so vastly different, female V to male V. It is, like, wild. It's wild. So, like, because I, I switched th- to, to play this DLC as female V from male V. And so it was just really different to see, like, the sort of 
camaraderie plus. Like, in a way, like, Johnny ends up being, like, your... Like, like you can wake up in River's bed, Elena. Yeah, but you but can. I think you're secretly always just... <laughs> Johnny's waking up in your mind. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, oh he's... God, that's so romantic. I know. He's, like, <laughs> the real one. I hadn't thought about it like that. And, and he does the whole, like, you know, fuck you too, but I, like, love you sort of perspective. Mm-hmm. And I think if you feel that in the female <laughs> of, like, there's a real, like, connection. And that's part of the reason why if you... Pick one of the fucking, if you pick the DLC ending and you pick some lines I picked, Jesus Gabe saw this. It was, I mean, it was rough. Because you just like, <laughs> you just ruined his life. But but yeah, so no, I, I felt like Keanu Reeves specifically, who I like thought was a really good choice for the role, thought the character was great, everything, etc. Like, I, all I want to say is just that he, the actor, I think, learned how to work in this process, or perhaps the process improved, or both, but it felt powerfully different. And I was all mm-hmm. for that. Because um, he just hit harder. He was be- he was better, I thought. Almost mm-hmm. all the time, and I was so happy to see him and hear him, like, in this. And, uh, yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, so, okay. You basically... Um, so you meet this, this person songbird, you realize that she's really powerful. Mm. Then comes this whole segment of sneaking into Dogtown, which is like a whole like mission in itself about not getting caught by the guards. It's a huge, like militaristic kind of wall that you have to get through and you have to sneak around to get inside. Uh, we touched briefly, uh, last episode about the, the parking garage that you have to kind of climb through to reach the stadium, which is an amazing, I think, introduction, introduction into Dogtown when you get into that black market. Um, you go to the roof of the stadium and a plane goes down. The president's inside and you've got to go save her. And... That's kind of I like I think that was also just a great way to go from I mean I don't I don't know were you guys I I think you have to be stealthy getting into Dogtown. I don't think you can just go guns blazing through, can you? I certainly didn't try. Uh you I don't know, I didn't do it. Wow. Okay. Uh I think you go the same route, but you can just like attack the people in front of like the garage door thing that you go into. Yeah, like the gate Mm -hmm. thing I'm talking about. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think that part really matters. You can attack them and still go in. But it okay. definitely sets a tone for, like, a stealthier sort of, like, existence. And I had also heard rumblings of that, too, in this game of, like, it's going to be stealthy. It's going to be like that, you know? And you're like, oh, shit. And is it really? I don't know. We can talk about that as we go through it. But, like, either way, like, it sets that tone. And just mm-hmm. the, the the parking garage that we talked about before, but even just just the start of this and everything, you immediately are like, holy fuck, this is like a video game and it just like the stories you hear of like ea or whatever like just canceling their dlc because the first game didn't sell or was a nightmare like versus i had a little bit of fear in my heart that like they that their their mindsets would be a little crushed with this but they were coming out so hard and like swinging and like it's totally different and like i could feel in my mind like wow this is not like a story that i immediately feel familiar with and yet so i need to like figure it out like what is actually going on they've got something totally novel here and it's taking risks like immediately so let's right follow it mm-hmm. so i thought that was pretty fucking cool because it's just like because i was dude i was fucking nervous i was fucking nervous and then this <laughs> sequence was kind of put me a little bit at ease and getting into dogtown put me at ease too like 
like I, I'm just jumping inside the head but when you get to the fucking like market and shit dude it's like oh they put a lot of love into this like that fucking like half dome or dome thing like the fucking stadium that has like mm -hmm. and you're just walking through and you get last of us vibes and then you're like shit should i play last of us again and then like you know you're, <laughs> you know you're just like a little traumatized from that and like i don't know it just they just they weren't afraid to like walk you through their game again like because the npcs are talking in the background and they've got new shit to say and like there's just a vibe going on and so yeah i don't know i was yeah. i was i was sucked in no definitely like the the intro to like that marketplace was really cool and you like get this vibe of like the bargus like mercenaries just like kind of holding things down uh and then it just immediately like kicks off with having to go to the downed space force one yeah right dude I, I and and basically like it go goes from that stealthy i guess if you decide to play it stealthier section into just a run and gun section of like it's just pure chaos getting to that plane you know just trying to gun down like anybody that gets in your way um not to mention did you know you can end the dlc there <laughs> fun fact like just like letting the president die or some shit yeah if the plane goes down and you take your time then the president dies and songbird gets pissed and she's like i never want to speak to you again and that's Dude. the end and i think that that marks sorry Lynn, i didn't mean to interrupt no i just said nice that was all i just I, I think this marks the first like real advantage that they that they clearly understood with their design of this dlc which is that it's a shorter experience a smaller world a smaller everything and so we can start to make good on some of the promises we wanted to with the bigger game that didn't really work out. AKA a lot of these missions have like choices and you're yeah. not really clear as you're playing, like how different it's going to be. And I don't know. I mean, so you must've been sitting there going like, fuck me. I have to load like, constantly or try to figure out <laughs> how to look this up or something. Cause it felt like, holy shit, that played out a way, but could have been mm -hmm. different for sure. And so that, this is like the first oh, example. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll go. I'll want to talk about particular with the side gigs later for sure. They, but I think honestly, like seeing like the the improvement in quality with those types of mission missions, particularly with like kind of making it seem like your choices have more of an impact. Um, like I, it, it it's like kind of like makes me wistful of like oh they could have done this with like all of the gangs in the main game or something like that, but. It's at least cool that Mr. Hands gets his own, like, you know, he gets his quality sidekicks, I guess. I I, I, um, I just really quickly on that. I loved that there was, like, one fixer. Mm -hmm. He was a mm -hmm. cool fixer. I thought they did a much better job with him, too. Like, the other ones were, I mean, you knew who they were, and you even did meet some of them. But Mr. Hands was just so much more, like, fleshed out and an understandable character. Like, you understood what he wanted. You know, like, he had, like, full character profile of, like... You know his desires and motivations, as opposed to I feel like the fixers in the original game were like, "Go do this shit," and you just uh, went and did it. They just yes. show up on the hollow, <laughs> yeah. hollow call, and you're like, "Your haircut sucks," and they're just like, "Yo, I got a job for you." Yeah. yeah. Whereas it's, like Mr. Like, Hands, I should help you. Like I'm yeah. the Japan town fixer. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, okay. <laughs> um. So yeah, no, I liked him. We don't have to. Talk, we don't have to talk about the side quest now, but yeah, I liked him. <clears throat> yeah, no, I, and like, but like, you know, later. We can jump around a little bit, but just at this point, it's like, like later there's like the ballroom or whatever, the fucking dance, like casino situation. And like seeing Mr. Hands there and him being like, we don't know each other, but good luck. And I hope you're having a wonderful party or something like that. It was just mm -hmm. so fire. 
Like, I was just like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. Because, like, so I feel like they were able to go deeper by having less. What? And uh, I loved mm-hmm. it. And it just, it was, it just, you just feel it yeah. immediately. And it just starts to permeate throughout the DLC. And so you're sitting there going, like, wait, all right. Exactly. Mm. All right. So you, you get to this down plane. Yeah. You save a president. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can choose to, I guess, she can rifle butt you uh, if you want, I guess, if you're into that. <laughs> yeah, why well, wouldn't you I want that? I, then... I think I was into that. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> oh, but then it comes this whole smuggling operation of getting her to safety, yeah. um, which then kind of will, after, you know, a little bit of stealthing around, getting rid of people leads to a whole, like your very first, I guess, boss arena fight with a chimera. Which, um, on again, I'm playing on easy, so I still thought it was a very cool boss fight to have to do. Um, mm. But it's also your first glimpse into uh, Songbird's power, as well as her lack of control that she can have. To, that kind of spells trouble, given that she takes control of this Chimera thing to help you, and then later gets corrupted enough and the chimera starts fighting against you because a rogue ai is taken hold yeah um and and this is sort of what i was referencing earlier in that like this is a, actually the more we know about this this is a large arc for this character and it happens all at once basically right. yeah. from like meeting her to like arc and so i didn't like understand the significance of what was going on until like reflection here and this is fine but it's one of those things of like okay yes i could see a world where you extend this sequence the time between her losing control and like getting kicked out and basically like disappearing and like i guess sorry like that's starting at the end but during the beginning like meeting her i could just see that extending that a little bit just to get you a little more familiar with her because then basically the rest of the game is essentially like are you what are you willing to sacrifice to save her and you're like her like (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, like that Arrested Development meme, like, her? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, I, I don't mean to, like, really harp on that, but I just, I did feel like it's a large arc that happens at once, and it's an interesting arc, but I, I needed to, like, digest it, I think, after having played mm-hmm. it, because so much new shit had been going on with right. that being the president. I, I d- and, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I do agree with that, for sure. Like, I, I don't think I completely understood that it was a rogue AI from the Black Wall, and, like, the whole reason mm. that it took over is because Songbird essentially plays plays is a very juvenile term but she she's she's channeled into the black wall as a result of what noosa has her do and usa i call it noosa noosa is (laughs) 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 yeah yeah and like but like because also like there's this whole element of like the president and like the NUSA, right? Or NUSA. Um, like, you know, it's just like. I'll the- say NUSA. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, I mean, or you could do the opposite, piss me off, I guess. But yeah, so it's like, James, if James was here, bro, <laughs> NUSAs would fly. You know what I mean? Um, but like, it's like there's also this whole government a- angle, and then Johnny's like, fuck the government, like all the shit. I mean, maybe he doesn't, he might have been deleted before he got an opportunity to say that, but he's like, you know that's there's whole this that whole angle there but then the president is like so i don't want to say chill but like hardcore maybe or gangster. like gangster she's so gangster she's kind of a badass she's definitely Cut badass. this fucking chip out my neck you're like oh shit so it's like <laughs> so then you're like okay i hate the government because like 
you know, this is Johnny cyberpunk. Mo- this is cyberpunk. And Johnny's wrote it, his whole albums about that. And that was like his whole fucking everything. And I can fucking get on board with that. And yet like the government is so badass right now for some reason. Yeah, when I saw her just act like that Mm -hmm. badass, I was like, yo, I'm kind of ride or die for this chick right now. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Fuck that Sombrig lady. I'm into this chick. But I think, (laughs) I actually, okay, so like I agree with what both of you are saying that definitely, I mean, I didn't realize it was a rogue AI from Beyond the Black Wall until you just said it right here on this podcast. Um, (laughs) I learned that about a minute ago. But at the same time, I do like how this DLC just, like, dropped you in the middle of some shit going down. Like, mm. there was no mm-hmm. get-to-know-people time. It was like, you're here, you're going, because you have this maybe chance to get the cure for yourself, and but you don't really know what you're getting into. And it's like, a plane is down, it's the president, people want you, here you go. Like, shit just starts happening, Songbird is immediately taken, like, out and is gone, and you don't really know her at all. And I think it also sets up the rest of the DLC in an interesting way because like we were all just saying like we're like yo this president is badass like I kind of like this lady yeah and that sets you up for everything that happens after that where you're like whoa hold up this lady is maybe not so yeah I mean she's pretty sketch and it sets you up for not knowing what to think about Songbird like I think I spent most of the DLC being like, yeah, I definitely don't trust this bitch, but like what the fuck is going on? Like yeah. what's happening? Which bitch do um, I trust? truthfully yeah like both of them and so you're i think i don't know i didn't i i didn't mind that part where it just throws you in and is like figure this shit out you're in it now like you're a secret agent the president's here yeah and you're take an oath and you're like yeah. oh fuck i did not take that oath i'm not i i didn't take it i took did the oath ride or die gave you're such a simp it's in, like immediate and fast. You're like, this woman wants me. Sure. Yeah. She seems um, cool. I am a patriot, Elena. <laughs> <laughs> USA, baby. Let's go. <laughs> USA. Did you, did you, um, is there a USA faction like in, in Fallout New Vegas that you signed with? Like, uh, yeah, it's essentially to, like, the NCR. So the New like, California okay. Republic. See, so mm-hmm. like, but just, just pretend like you love them and they're your homies. And then this is like a consistent thing. That's not simp, right? Like there's clearly a America, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I don't simp for women. I simp for my country. (laughs) Exactly. Uh (laughs) And I will. Yeah, exactly. We'll talk about that later as we figure out how hard. Gabe's just like fucking sending fucking like anonymous donations to the fucking (laughs) country, dude. Just just the USA. He's just writing checks to the IRS. Oh my! I mean, don't we all? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. So. Oh God. But yeah, but the thing is like the other thing that I really liked about this and and this is a bit of like maybe the RP side of it, but I think it like lands even to like me who like is not always successful with RPing as I'd like to be. It's like they also have this idea of like you smuggle her, the president, like to safety and you can talk about that a little bit, but it's like, but then they sort of dump you into the world being like, yo, like lay low because like this shit is the world's kind of after you. And you can technically just roll around and do side gigs that are hilarious and super bizarre and different in a classic cyberpunk flavor. But it's like, there's this feeling of like, I'm in Dogtown and I'm a little afraid of it. Mm-hmm. And I love that at the start. Just being mm-hmm. like, shit, like I'm in an open world, but it's not just like joke open world. Like, let's park this car in an intersection and see how many people we can get in a pileup. Like, it's not like that. It's like, there's this like ethos, this atmosphere in the world of like, okay, yeah. I need to kind of lay low a little bit, not be crazy. Like, I need to figure out what the fuck's going on here. So, 
I like that a lot. And he- well, right. You you walk around. I mean, and because also Bargast itself is a very different faction than I think what we're used to seeing in Night City or like in greater Night City for the most part, where there's just these like mechs everywhere. And also like when there's a Bargast soldier, it's like 20 of them in an yeah. area, um, which is very different from like, say, going through like I don't know, the Grove and like seeing like three Valentinos on a corner where you're like, I can practice my knife throwing skills yeah. here and see how that goes. <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> oh, headshots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, um, and I also, I, I guess I can shout it out here, but um, they, in kind of keeping with that conversation of just the quality quality of life improvements that they mm. started to do, but they also do some things to try and make you feel like you've got to watch your back in this section of town. I've talked a little bit about like separately to you guys about it, but particularly like I'm walking around um, trying to go to a gig after being told to lay low. I take this elevator down to this like little like plaza area. I get off this elevator and I just hear, what's the password? And I just look up and I'm like, the fuck? Like, in this NPC with, like, it's it's a scav, walks up in front of me, body blocks me from going forward and just says, what's the password? And I'm like, Pfft. I'm Like, I'm just standing there stunned because I'm like, this is an interaction in the real world. Like, what what is happening? And she aggresses on me. And, of course, you know, I katana her and chop her in <laughs> half because, you know, that's what you got to do. But I thought that was, like a really cool way to also just show like this is you know this is every person for himself out here you are gonna get jumped in a way i almost wish that those interactions were more frequent um and i they probably try to make them more frequent with maybe the the airdrops that happen around town a little bit more with um with supplies that you could try to you know get to like sometimes if you're in the wrong section of town and an airdrop lands like right on top of you and then you get swarmed by 20 guys like that's fun i guess (laughs) but um but i just i thought that was like just a cool way i i think i feel like that's what the developers kind of wanted night city to almost feel like and never got a chance to really do is to just have those sorts of interactions of like yo like this random person is just gonna jump you all of a sudden and you got to decide like what you want to do with that situation, which is always just, you know, knife to face, but you know, to each their own. In in that way, it felt like this was like a a small instance of the open world dynamic that we've been talking about in all these podcasts is flipping, like the being like, is it a giant open world, but the main story is the attraction that's typically cyberpunk, or is it an open world, but the side quests are, and like the things you can discover are the attraction a la like fallout. And it's like, I'm not gonna say Starfield, steady. Um, but like, but like you know, it, we'll trash it again. I'm but like, sure. When you describe that. Like that sounds to me just like a Fallout experience where you just get robbed on the side of the highway and you're like, what are you gonna do about it? And it's like, what are you gonna do about it? And it it definitely like I didn't have this experience that you're talking about with this person, but it sounds really cool. Like it just sounds like more depth to the to the world that that is starting to hint at what I think we would really love to see. Like, cause like, I'd love that interaction to go further where you could like all of a sudden it pops up with dialogue options and you could say something along the lines of like, cause at, at least for me, like I was starting to just tear everyone to shreds. I'm sure you're doing that. I'm sure we're all doing that, but it's like, cause you just, there's serious main character syndrome in this game. <laughs> like you are tearing everyone to shreds, but like, I wanted to like, 
in that when you were describing that story, I wanted to be able to say like, don't fucking try me, dog. Like, you know what I mean? Don't fucking mm-hmm. try me. And they're like, no, like this is our fucking territory. And I'm like, listen, how, what's the peaceful option? Not because I'm afraid for myself, but I'm afraid for you. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like that's <laughs> the next level that, that I want these things to get to. And I think it's, it's hinting at it here. And yeah, yeah, it definitely mm-hmm. like, it, it, it's interesting because I think stuff like this is what Gabe wants to see more. I mean, I'm sure there's more stuff like he also wants bowling or whatever, but like <laughs> definitely that's all I've ever wanted a cyberpunk long walks on the beach <laughs> yeah holding johnny's hand exactly um oh my god how crazy would you look you're like holding johnny's hand but he's not there like on the beach like fucking like, it's pretty cyberpunk honestly like mm-hmm. most people like in the bds and stuff are walking around like fucking women that aren't there and just like looking crazy and like fighting and shit but yeah it's just th- there's a bit more depth to this open world like like, uh, I mean, I, I had stumbled on this because Gabe showed me, but if you were more alert or aware than I was, there's just one of this like sections of the, uh, of the, of the place, basically. What the fuck is it called? Dogtown. There we go. Dogtown. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm, Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the sections, there's just this, like, this dome, this small dome that's like playing fucking intense metal music and you just go in and there's this guy who's just murdered everyone in this like insane metal concert and it's just like vibing super hard and it's just that's like that's right i watched you do that yeah yeah like that that combat sequence and so it's just like that's just there to find and gabe made sure to make sure that i didn't miss it as i was epically missing it but like i think people will just wander into that and be like oh cool like and i i think that's just such an awesome addition i feel like to this to the smaller section that they've clearly like been able to make good on stuff yeah, that's what I was saying when we uh, did the first episode about this. When I made this the, the the comment that this game rewards exploration, because mm-hmm. similar to that, right by that same spot, I was also when I showed you that area where there's like that buried. I think it's a Bargas soldier, but mm-hmm. he's like buried up to his head, and there's just that mm-hmm. chain sword stuck in his head that you can grab. That's an iconic yes, weapon. This is this is this is exactly how. Gabe is in the most hilarious way. This is, if you want to know what it's like to have Gabe watching you play a game, I will explain to you very clearly. It is like this. First of all, you wonder if he's even there sometimes, but that's unrelated. <laughs> but, like the that. second, but, <laughs> but the second is that he'll be like, there's something that you might want for your build around the corner. And it's like, cause I'm a melee build. And I'm like, oh, sick. He's like, it's an iconic melee weapon. And you're like, awesome. And you pick it up and it is this like insane chainsaw. And I'm like, okay, there's, no way this is going to be for my build. It's like, well, listen, that's for you. So you tried it and it makes a chainsaw noise the whole time you have it out. It like just walking around, just it's just, I can't make a chainsaw noise, but it's just, it's a chainsaw noise the whole time. It's so annoying. Oh my God. It's the most immersion breaking. And also you can like stealth with it. So you're sneaking up behind people and it's like, <laughs> so you're just well, to be yeah. fair, the noise actually like intimidates NPCs. So. Yeah. They were very It actually re- then it. fixes the immersion. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's just, I just love it because you were just like, this will be for your build. And I'm like, so my, my build is like a Kill Bill cosplay. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, I could see how this wouldn't fit. But again, not up to me to decide what your cosplay is. I just noticed that there's a legendary melee weapon right over here. And I'm like, thank you, Gabe. It was just if you wanted a stopgap. <laughs> yeah, which I appreciate. Um, but yeah, so exactly. So yeah, there's stuff like that. I, I bet there's a lot more that i missed mm-hmm. 
that I'm happy. Yeah, there's one that is even on the about the the car delivery, like little endless quests that you can do for Capitan. Mm. Um, yeah. Like I stumbled across a body in a crashed car, and he had like a bunch of uh, like you know skill shards on him as well as a bunch of money. Like it was basically just kind of like oh, you found this area, way to go. And like his shard was essentially like a back and forth between him and Capitan being like, I got the car, I'm driving it. And he, Capitan just being like, you know, Chum, like drive slow, like get it to me in one piece, please. And he's like, no, this, this, this car is fucking awesome. And the car's like clearly just wrecked in this corner and killed him. That's <laughs> awesome. Are you sure it Which, wasn't, you know, yeah. are you sure it wasn't, hey, can you drive three kilometers in two minutes? Because no, I cannot fucking do that. Why the fuck are you asking me to do that? I'm going as hard as I can on a straightaway, and I can't get there. Um, look, I'm not wrong about this. Motherfuckers know who, who know. Like, like, You didn't care enough, obviously. Bro, I'm literally, like, driving full straight, like, straightaway max speed, not hitting any cars, which is rare for me. But, like... I'm doing that, right? And I'm sitting there just, like, doing calculations in my head. And I'm just like, I think I'm off by, like, a minute and a half. Like, it's, like, flawless is not good enough. Like, it's not even like, oh, you know, you get in one crash, but it's not, like, a fatal crash. You're good. You know, you bounce off something, but you get mostly spin in the right direction. You still got, no, no, no. It was like, so, I don't know. This There's literally nothing you can do to improve your performance. You maybe press the w key harder i don't exactly. know i did try that <laughs> like, yeah pressing it harder holding shift for nos or whatever <laughs> will yourself to go faster well and then he's like bro it's okay like that you fuck this one up yeah like i'll even get you know what i'll hook you up i'll give you full compensation this time but just don't fuck it up next time and i'm like okay i guess can you have reasonable expectations next time yeah and then he does it again at least to me he did it again immediately and then was like dude i told you last time not to like fuck this up and i was like okay listen i'm seeing red <laughs> okay <laughs> i have a katana don't fuck with me like but yeah yeah that, but, sorry 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 i do that a little bit can we just briefly talk about how fucking awesome the introduction to this endless sort of maybe not even that sick but totally fine side quest didn't chain? we talk about it last time oh maybe we did yeah mm -hmm. yeah uh, well i mean i think we talked about it in the sense that we just marveled at NPCs acting like humans <laughs> like and how the acting was like and the acting and writing was actually like tears above Starfield yeah. Yeah. you know yeah because like it, it starts out just really cool where all it starts out as is an icon on the map you drive it to Capitan which first of all I was like what the fuck are you doing in this DLC like I thought this was Mr. Hands's place like what the fuck are you doing here um but regardless like it's just this really cool kind of um like endless quests that can also lead to one of his new uh, new gigs that you can do. Did you guys end up doing the Capitan side quest that could stem from it? No, no, no. I I was so I don't offended. Know what triggers okay, it? Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say I I don't know what triggers it to be honest because all I honestly did was like five different car quests and then he called me about it. So I don't know if you had to do that a certain is number four of gigs more car quests than I did. I was, <laughs> say the same thing i did the one quest for him and then i never touched and it just never got in an unmarked vehicle again yeah i probably did like four mm -hmm. <laughs> damn i just I, I wanted to do i did, i wanted to practice my driving so actually i literally think mccoy and elena were watching me and i was just like i listen guys i'm just gonna practice driving for a bit and just did car quest after car quest and you know not to but 
practice was needed. That's all. <laughs> Yo, don't you fucking go at Zoe McCoy because Gabe and I saw what had to have been the most embarrassing. I wasn't going to bring it up. I wasn't going to mention it. But now I'm going to because we both fucking saw this. So yeah. to jump way ahead and like we, we'll come back. But since McCoy brought it up and tried to get out of it, now I'm going to shame him publicly. So, <laughs> one of the endings for this DLC is devastating. I mean, more than one is maybe very sad. But like, They're one all of devastating. Them is, yeah. One of them is worse than the others, in my opinion. And Gabe and I are watching McCoy do this ending. And Gabe and I have already played this ending, so we know what's about to happen. And McCoy is going to, like, fast travel to it. And we're like, nah, man. Like, let's, like... Like, well, okay. Actually, in his defense, Gabe was like, absolutely, you should fast travel. And I was like, no. <laughs> the way that you do this, the way that I've played the whole DLC, is you get on Jackie's motorcycle, and you put on some music, and you find the radio station that sometimes plays the Edge Runners soundtrack, and for some reason, God divines that it must play Edge Runners during the end of this mission, and you drive the like three kilometers to this location. And I was like, I just did it. It's so awesome like you're on your motorcycle you're going like the music is flowing over you and then you really have this like emotional experience with the ending and mccoy gets on his motorcycle Hold on, which i will say is not jackie's arch because it is a matching yellow for my kill bill cosplay right. you have right. some kind of fancy ass gold mm-hmm. motorcycle which yellow. seems cool yellow gold is not the same and then you proceed to demonstrate <laughs> the worst driving skills i have ever I mean, Gabe, like, <laughs> shockingly bad. It was McCoy a hit so many things. Well, so here's what I understand, right? Killed pedestrians, became <laughs> wanted, had to, like, try and escape from the police multiple times. Lost his tried motorcycle at one point. Yeah. Yes. Lost the motorcycle, tried hiding in the corner, like, couldn't. The police were still in this area, but didn't understand how the system worked, like, had to go back out. Oh, like, like the other thing you understand, okay, okay, okay. So part of the reason why this driving is bad is because i think it's really hard on keyboard i want to oh, believe wait, fuck you i drove on <laughs> keyboard and i drove that last thing perfectly with no crashes and no issues and it was a beautiful experience and i am a way worse gamer than you are i understand this um it's just like i hadn't really had a lot of practice with this because i've been fast traveling well i've really been quick dashing everywhere um, but then it's just also just like you go really fast and kind of like slide around on this particular motorcycle or maybe every motorcycle or maybe everything. I don't know. But yeah, like, and I also had gotten some moves, some sick moves like jump off the motorcycle and slide. Yeah, you off did the that motorcycle. right after you crashed your motorcycle into like the side of a semi truck. Well, so the thing was, <laughs> I, I, I was like, just just royally fucking it up like i tried to go between like i tried to weave between traffic which is a classic motorcycle move that if you're in the car is super annoying but if you're in a video game you have to do it and so you're like you know going super fast between things and i'm like definitely like so you're like bouncing off other vehicles as you did this <laughs> i'm hitting pedestrians like I'm, I'm like sliding around corners like you know like the sort of classic like slide with like the the tire burn on the fucking and then i'm like like doing donuts but like hitting people and then they're all screaming and running away and like police are after me and then finally you get to this point where i'm going you know 150 or whatever and there's this intersection where the semi truck just is in the middle of the intersection <laughs> and there's nowhere i can go and i can't turn fast enough and so i think to myself okay actually i fucking got this right because i'm gonna do the jump off animation where you just jump off the motorcycle. It's going to be so fucking epic. And I'm going to air dash control out of that and just keep going. And it's going to be fucking sick. And so I wait 
and I wait and I'm like, hold, hold, hold. And I'm going straight for this thing. And like Elena's like hands and like fucking in front of her face. Like what the fuck is about to happen? And I can't see Gabe, but I'm sure he's smiling. Like, you know, <laughs> he's, he's looking at his side monitor. Like maybe I should pay attention to this moment. Cause I think he's about to crash and shit. And then I fucking double tap space, which is not the bind. And so nothing <laughs> happens. And I've been waiting all the way till this exact like final moment. And then I'm like, oh no, it's not that. It's actually double F or something. Like it's double something else. And so whatever, my muscle memory kicks in for the real bind after that. So press the first one, didn't work. Oh fuck. And then I literally say, oh fuck. And then press the other one. And it starts this animation and it's a slow animation where you like saunter yourself up on the top and then jump off. And so I just am in the middle of doing this animation and just crash full speed into this car and fucking just go flying. And it's just like, damn it, man. It was good. Cause like, keep in mind the pressure is mounting on me because I'm like already embarrassing myself in what's supposed to be this epic driving sequence, mm-hmm. but I'm going to make up for it with this point that I spent in the cool tree to jump <laughs> off this motorcycle. Instead, I just fucking die crashing into this fucking thing. And, um, and then you just dashed your way there. <laughs> and really, the I mean, the engine did not shame. have the same impact it did. And then Johnny's like, do you want to text any of your friends? And I'm like sitting there like wiping dirt off and yep. blood off my fucking like tracksuit and shit. And I'm just like sitting down in the fucking like plastic chair like, okay, where were, okay, where were we? Okay, do you mind if I just, does somebody have any water? Like just like it was. <laughs> so, you know, uh, sometimes the immersion is, is broken by the game and sometimes it's broken by the gamer. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. So that was a good experience that, yeah. that was had. There. The jump off is sick. But uh, not when I did it. Though. When you hit yeah. the when you hit the key binding, it's probably <laughs> sick. When you do it no right, doubt. it's sick. <laughs> Everyone else was literally freaking out, and I was like, "Don't worry, I got this." And I double tap space, and then I freaked out. Like, it, was it was the most like... <laughs> it was the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen McCoy do in a game. That whole sequence. <laughs> Fuck, dude. So that's the thing is like, when you make the combat in this game is cool, if you do it a cool way. But then it's kind of the pursuit of cool where it ends up just like being embarrassing and stupid, like at least half the time while you're trying to be cool. And you don't put those ones on YouTube. You don't clip that and put it on YouTube. Although I really should have put this, this on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I already the regret fuck? the fact that we didn't clip it. Oh my God, we should have. But the, but the point is like, that's what actually happens when you're playing a video game is that you recognize that you are not the same as a YouTube short of this that you just watched. You know, you are, you are not the same. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, they all probably have their own embarrassing clips somewhere that will never see the light of day for us. So, okay. you know, yeah. solidarity. Exactly. <laughs> oh, but yeah. anyway, all right. We ready to circle back to story? Yeah. A little bit? All right. Yeah. Because now it's time to meet the poster child for Phantom Liberty at this point. Or mm. the, you know, the poster figure. Idris Elba himself. Reed. Um... Yeah. Which honestly, again, I'll I think I'll keep on saying like the writing in this this DLC was really good, but I really like that first meeting with Reed where you're at that basketball court and mm. you're not allowed to see him. You just mm. feel a gun at your back and you just hear like, Who followed you? What are you doing here? Like he's asking you basically all these questions and then Johnny's there like throwing basketball terms at you being like dribble around him and i'm like johnny shut up (laughs) i don't know um which i thought was just like i i don't know it's like a very compelling way because it's like first of all at least for me it's like you hear the voice and you're like it's idris elba i've finally met him 
And then I'm like, want to turn around, but I can't turn around. I'm just like, you fucking tease game. Like, how dare you? (laughs) But, and then it's just, you know, the, you know, meet me in the car, you know, over there, like 6 p.m. sharp. Like, don't be late. Um, And then you meet this character of Reed, uh, who I absolutely love as a character for a lot of different reasons, only because I just think he is just a very well-written character for who he is and his strengths and his flaws and everything like that. And I can gush about him for days and no, it's not because I have a celebrity crush on him or anything like that. But the point is like, I think Idris Elba was the perfect actor or like the perfect choice. Bro, what the fuck? And you all accuse me of simping? (laughs) (laughs) this is the songbird sim channel this is not the reed sim channel mind you (laughs) double standards no i like i i guess i just mean to have that in that i i think when i look at idris elba and the characters that he has played as of late i i myself as a player get disarmed by him because he's known to play at least in the stuff i've seen him in he plays heroic characters in some way which i think like in a way subconsciously kind of tuned my mind to this whole like reed's gonna be this cool guy that i'm gonna want to be on his side all the time he had very um reed exuded very big or no reed didn't exude it for me but um my play style was driven primarily by what I will call big, I can fix him energy, which yeah. is like Reed would do something that pissed me off and I'd be like, I can fix him. So it really is a sim. It, wow. It drove a lot of my game decisions. Yeah. Yeah. I completely really, agree though. I think he was, yeah. he did a fantastic job and he was such a well-written character. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he, is that thing that you describe in that like he is that guy that i think you want to be like he is a good character like he's trying to be he's just flawed and that's like part Mm -hmm. of his like beauty as a character Mm -hmm. and so but it's like but he is that and and it adds to this really strange confusion about noosa which is to say that like you know why are they all cool why are they all cool because we haven't even got to Alex, she's cool too, but like, they're all cool. What the fuck is going on? It like, really like lulls you into like, let's do stuff for them. You know what I mean? They're cool. Like, this is like a sweet like posse we got going here and they've got objectives and they seem honorable probably and like they're trying to do the right thing and they certainly at least think they're trying to do the right thing. And so, okay. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's, it's all part of that, which I just like, Johnny is immediately telling you that's weird as fuck. But I, at this point, I'm like, Oh, it makes makes sense. Like they, they, it totally does like lull you into that. Yeah, I think at this point so. in the game, they definitely seem more trustworthy than Songbird does because she just like helps you in the very beginning. Then that giant mech thing goes haywire, and she kind of fucks you with that, and then she just like goes MIA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, Whereas, at this like, point, he's there for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's, he's there, there for the Zoe to fix. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Geez. No matter Sorry. how many times he would just like exhibit how he was like basically just very stubborn, which will turn out to be like potentially a fatal flaw for him, depending on how you play. But like, 
you know, regardless, it's like every time I was just like, I can surely, I can convince him, surely. <laughs> yeah, God bless you, Zoe. Come to my side. <laughs> yeah. There's a really, like, honestly, he is a really interesting character. And I think what locked it in for me was actually Gabe trying to explain to me the beauty of one of the endings. And, like, I don't know if we jumped there or not, like, but basically Gabe telling me about this, like, locked it all in place for me where I started to see, like, the beautiful, like, character and like almost symmetry that exists within like him and songbird and how they really are put against each other because it feels i don't know i i I just yeah like maybe i mean dude we do we fucking i mean do we dare like jump to a fucking ending for a second well do we want to put like maybe a slight pin because i also want to talk about alex maybe a little bit before yeah that as well and also elena did you have something i i thought i heard you if I did, I do not remember it. So we're, we're it's all good. We're all good. I don't feel Fair. hurt by not saying it. I don't remember it, but I am hurt. <laughs> yeah, I am upset, but no, I'm not. Okay. Um, yeah, no, because no, yeah, fair. We, we also have this character of Alex, right? And, and, and it's interesting that you describe the NUSA as being, I guess, the good guys. I, I didn't, re- I guess I didn't really know what to think about, like, I, I didn't, I didn't quite trust them still. Like, they were exhibiting badassery, sure. Um, like, I liked how confident and badass President Myers was before. You know, I like how badass Reed is, and you you meet Alex, sure. But also, at the same time, you kind of get a lot of this dirty laundry that's kind of being aired out in front of you as well. Where, at least with mm. when you first meet Alex, right? Reed's like, yeah, we're going to go meet my buddy alex and i'm just like nice we'll go do that and then there's a gun in reed's face being held by yeah. alex and i'm like well shit <laughs> like <laughs> this seems fun <laughs> um and You're you like, realize shoot him. like in in the process of duty there is like you know and you know executing on their duties like there is also a lot of pain and hurt and betrayal that comes with that and you start kind of unraveling it all, you know, through each of, you know, each of Alex Songbird and Reed's backstories in a way of how they feel towards one another and their feelings towards the NUSA um, and their jobs and their livelihoods, um, which I thought was like a really cool, like nuanced way to look at it all. Of Like they're, they're doing this because it is their job, but it is coming also with a lot of pain and like a lot of anger um, as well. Well, yeah, and and then I like I think the reason not the reason, but like why you mentioned it because it all ties together is like this is such a good exemplar of Reed's stubbornness. It's like he, you end up hearing about his backstory, and it's like to some degree you realize he's sort of like ruined his whole life and like been a dead man walking for like seven years, was sold out by the fucking NUSA to do this, and like that's why Alex is so mad. She's like, I thought you were fucking dead. Like, how dare you? It's like that sort of feeling, and his stubbornness is what keeps him going through that in a way that like is so perplexingly painful from the outside to see like oh like like i know you keep going but almost like just why like like why do you keep doing this for them if they fucked you over and like why and it's just sort of like and that continues along the story but it's just it's very clear in their interactions if you sort of just even ask for a little bit of backstory that it's just sort of like oh like this stubbornness is what's literally keeping him going like it's it's the engine behind each step because otherwise i don't know what the engine is anymore right so 
Yeah. Oh, Alex is a cool character too, though. I must say. Mm-hmm. Did you dance Gabe, with you her? Love Alex, don't you? Oh, yeah, did I dance Alex with is her? the best character because she's the most honest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And is the most just like I just want to get this done so I can like have an easy early retirement. Right. And after and, like and everything for- going on and like talking to her, it's like, yeah, you deserve that. <laughs> Yeah, and, like, she just sort of has the, like, she has the perspective of, like, you know, like, it's gonna be, like, she can sort of see the reality, whereas I feel like Reed is, like, seeing the ideal that he's, Mm -hmm. like, stuck to, you know, and she's more like, uh, it's gonna be bad, like, yeah, yeah, unfortunately, Reed has drank too much of the Mm Kool-Aid. I think the Kool-Aid is the only thing that's keeping him going, to be honest, like, Mm -hmm. like, and, and, but like but she instead is kind of like and i'm forgetting the exact there's i think it's maybe one of the is it the last conversation you have with alex gabe or like where does she just sort of i know that one where she's like you know i've been t- <laughs> spoilers i've been tasked to kill you but like i just i hope you'll die on your own or something along these lines but there's just like this point of like where she's just sort of explaining to you like i just want to get out of here and like it's not like oh just one more job but it's not going to work it's actually like no like this is gonna suck like people are probably gonna die like shit's probably gonna go south like again it always does it never works out really perfectly but we know that like we're here we fucking get that so we're gonna do our fucking best and she's like so let's just not fuck it up so badly that i die like (laughs) everyone else can die just not me (laughs) she's like come on i don't deserve this um which is why by the way there's a decisional like a pivot pivotal decision point later in the game where like you can go like left or right you can go read a songbird and then like one of the two of them alex just dies and you're like what yeah you're like i thought it was gonna go like it did when i did the other ending and you didn't die in the okay and then you're like well this can't be canon like <laughs> i don't know about this ending like it starts to feel bad yeah the second i saw her die, i was like this ending is not canon <laughs> So I don't think I'm doing a good job describing it, but like, like Gabe, I feel like you were telling me like, this is the real one. This is the real one right here. Like Alex is the fucking one. Cause she, she gets it. She, yeah, she's definitely she the realist. It. And she was definitely the one that I felt like the most empathy for her out of like all the situation. I mean, I felt empathy for like everyone. Cause I think everyone in this DLC, or at least all the main characters are like super well-written, but also like deeply flawed slash tragic mm-hmm. characters in their yeah. own separate ways um and so i really love that aspect of this dlc where like similar to like what elena said earlier is like you get plopped down in like the middle of this shit storm kind of and you just have to hit the ground running and decide i don't really know all these people there's a lot of sketchy shit going on who do i trust and like why um because, yeah, like, immediately right off the bat, it's like, oh, maybe I can trust Songbird because she was able to, like, interact with my relic. And then she goes MIA, and you're like, okay, well, Reed and the president seem to be on the up and up. Maybe I can help them and they can help me, whatever. Um, But, yeah, then as it goes on, obviously, you see more and more and kind of see more flaws and all that stuff. But, yeah, for me, like, Alex was the one that I was just like, I don't want to see, say it's like more surface level, but like it's she's more apparent. She's more like transparent in what she shows and like what her wants are. And compared to like what everyone else is asking for, hers is just like so simple and feels like the most deserved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
where it's just like, I have been through some shit because of the FIA and I just want to retire early to a beach and not have to work this job anymore. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel that. It, honey. <laughs> Both in cyberpunk and like... in my own real life. And like, oh, exactly. And like, dude, when you compare this to Reed and like, Reed has like the, yes, the broken energy. And it's like partially here where he's sort of like, every time he explains a plan, it's like he explains this like really intricate way it's going to go down. And he like reassures you that it's going to go down that way. And it doesn't. It can't. Like, it's just, that's the perfect ideal that he's searching for. And he's trying his hardest, but like shit's going to go south and he's going to do the best he can, but he can't actually get you all the way there. Like, it's just, it's just not realistic where she's like the only one that's like, I don't know, man. Like, you know, like it's going to go south somehow. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, you can just feel that like understanding of like, someone's going to get fucked over. Someone's probably going to die. Who the fuck knows? Like. And so I just, I really, yeah, I appreciated. Yeah, she's definitely the most honest with you about everything. I fucking love her body language when she talks to you on the hollow, too. Like, when she has that, like, like, she props her head in her hands, but she has this kind of, like, facial expression of, like, she's just so sick of the shit. Yeah. Like, some of those calls that you're on with her, you're just like, oh, honey, I feel you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's cool, man. It's cool the setup, and it's cool the like the not just the backstory, but the interactions between Reed and Alex, like the familiarity, but then also like the like they they clearly really appreciate each other, but also like there's a lot of tension and like distrust and just sort of I don't know, like it's not hate, but it's like caginess, like with yeah. each other, or like or each of them are holding oh. It's a good analogy because, you know, there's a casino scene in it, but like they all have a hand of cards, but they're not revealing their whole hand of cards to each other. Like they're clearly keeping stuff out or keeping things away from each other on purpose. And and yeah. they, exactly. And they're both doing that. And they're also doing that with you, but also like surprisingly honest and transparent too, while still holding their cards. So it's like this very interesting game of like, they are being honest with me, but what does honest mean for them in their right. world? And so it's like, and even, I actually honestly, like, say what you will, especially, like, as the way it goes down, but I think, I feel the same about the president. I think literally everyone is being honest with you in their own way. Like, the president is being honest with you, but she's a politician and she's going to politics hard when it comes to it. And at the end, there's some endings where she politics really hard and it hurts really bad because she'll just, like, look you in the face and be like, you know, like, and she'll just fuck you over in the classic way you knew the government was going to. But, like, she knows that, and she knows, like, what you did for her, and she, you can see it all in her face, like, as she does it. So, it's, like, they all have that. The question is just, and even, like, so, I guess that actually brings up this question. So, then, let me ask you this. Is Songbird the only one that is dishonest with you? I think they're all dishonest in their own in their own ways, whether it's, like, lying by omission. I or, think. Yeah. Actually, I, I think I think Songbird and the President are dishonest. I think Reed is for the most part honest with you, but he's honest in his beliefs, yeah. and his beliefs are not ideal or like correct. They're not reality. They're I feel like reality. Reed is too much of an idealist. Yeah. Like 
he can't let go of it and like see the reality of the situation like Alex can. But yeah, I don't think that Reed is ever like intentionally dishonest with you. Yeah, I think um, he's honest about his ideals, but you can kind of see his ideals are very flawed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean... It's I, just... Maybe. I, I also just feel like... I, I almost want to say, like, it... And maybe it's the way that it's written, and maybe that's how you're supposed to feel, but I also just felt like I was, like... Again, just that lie to by omission kind of thing. And it's not that they necessarily were dishonest with me. It was just more like... I don't know, they, they, like, they, they will do what they gotta do, you know? Like, when when they kill the twins, when you hijack the twins' car, drive into that garage, and oh, Alex and Reed take the twins out and just, mm-hmm. just point-blank shoot them in the head and murder them, like, I was like, what the fuck? And, like, of course, they're, they're just like, what did you think was gonna happen? Was I the only one unsurprised by <laughs> I, that? <laughs> I, I was, like, the thing and- is, like, I was initially shocked, but, like, sure, with hindsight, I'm like, yeah, you know, there is no, like letting them live in this situation but like i think it's just like with how cold-blooded they are like getting the job done and you see just that cold calculation like that disassociation they clearly have to get to to just pull off these really cold heists like in a way it was giving me a window into a part of their character that they are quote unquote lying to me about um at least that's how it felt to me playing, where I'm just like, holy shit, like, how do I know these motherfuckers aren't going to cap me in the head, you know, the moment that I give them what they want? Mm-hmm. Um, and they probably right. should. <laughs> when you, like, no, do you know what I mean? Like, when you sort of think through why they're doing this. And this, so this scene has, dude, I, I was absolutely shocked when they did that. Um, especially because of how much of a good guy they play up and like that's not a good guy move a good guy is like well we tied him up and we like released him into the world and then there was downstream problems and it ruined all of our lives but we're good guys like that's like the good guy approach (laughs) no i understand yeah i do think that's what that moment was supposed to be like it's it's just a shot of realism of like this is what this is like and i think maybe a little bit too in this context of like look yes technically it's a video game but it's a little like this is not a game people like yes. this is what if this is if we're treating this any sense of reality like these two twins not getting out of here alive like they're dying in this car yep. um i mean i was also shocked by it and didn't realize it's happening and i do i think it's intentionally like a big turning point in the game and how you view reed and alex and kind of the whole system um yeah, and it's right before a pivotal decision point, too, so right. it really, like, throws a wrench. Oh, it's clearly meant to be like, are you sure you really <laughs> like Reed? Do you really think he's doing the right thing? Right. Zoe okay. was shook. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at that point, I was yeah, already... Well, so I was like, I can fix yeah, it. Well, as soon as Reed proposed the, the, the icebreaker to me, I was like, oh, no. And he's like, this will be here to help, Songbird. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> But at the same time, mm-hmm. I don't think he's lying about. Like, I no. think that's From what he wants. Yeah. Like, he, the, I think he also, like, I'm not sure he really sees other ways out for her. And he's like, this is the best that we can do. Is like, we cannot kill her. We can bring her in. Like, we can hope that this works out. But And, but, like, he has a, a, a deeply misplaced trust in the system that he's in. Yeah. And it's been proven wrong to him over and over again. It's literally and yet screwed he just looks at it directly. being like, no it's gonna work this time no because like that's just like that's again like 
necessary for his engine to move forward because yeah. mm-hmm. otherwise all of what he's yeah. done just is completely he, meaningless yeah yeah i think he maybe doesn't like 100 percent believe that it, it's gonna work and it's gonna be okay but i think this is the only thing he has to grab onto right yeah yeah i think like in later points down the road he'll like make some comments of like kind of like yeah like this is the only way to do this job and not just have it all like crumble in your hands or be for nothing or whatever Mm-hmm. yes oh and let me add to that really quickly though because i think this is and i've been using this phrase lately and it's such a cringe phrase but this is like mask off which is like a term that just means like the deception like stops right that when they reveal who they really are but i think especially later when you starts to when you get decision points of like i mean at the very end right there comes a point where it's like you can if you've chosen a certain ending you can send songbird on her version of her own life or you can send songbird on his version of her own life mm-hmm. and he essentially just tells you like i mean he doesn't exactly say it in words but he's like i need to save her do you not understand me i don't care it's not i don't care if she's saved but i need to save her he needs to save her do you see what i mean it's different than her being saved because he gets in the way of you allowing her to be saved her right. way yeah because he needs to save her his way and that's when you, you see it. That's when you're like, oh, that's what it is. You ha- essentially like are broken from the inability to have saved her and potentially to have doomed her in this whole process, like sending her on this journey. So like, uh, yeah, he, he that, truly believes really he knows yeah. what's best for her, like against her own, even if it's against her own will, he is very stuck on the fact that his way is the right way. And she'll come around and, and see maybe it. on right exactly and, and maybe even he has to do it so he can expunge his own conscience like it's like it might even be for him that's what I think I mean I think that's what it is because he I mean like they say over like a million times like he recruited her he's responsible for this but I think too like Reed isn't a good is a good example of a character who's like stuck in a system that he both like deeply believes in kind of for reasons that none of us can fully understand because it clearly hasn't worked out for him but he's also like completely impotent within that system like he can't do anything that he wants he can't save any of the people that he wants he can't save himself like if they want him to die he's gonna die like it's it's he has no because you're he's stuck in this like you know giant system um he has no like choice or ability to do anything really meaningful so i think for him like being able to save her is like what he can do and so yeah i think without that he's like he can't live i mean that's all he can do yeah so so okay this this really wants i want to like take this to just sort of going through the characters in terms of their motivation and the the level like like almost avenger style meaning like are you fighting criminals that are robbing jewelry stores or are you fighting gods from another universe it's like well, song. Sorry, do you want, do you want to explain that more before I get into it? I do. Okay, great. I'm gonna, I'm gonna remember this. I gotta, I gotta like say about sure it. Are you sure about that, <laughs> I'm having second thoughts. Um, no, it's just what I mean is like, it, it, it's like okay, Reed. Ultimately, may be acting specifically for Songbird, for his own conscience or the combination of his own conscience and her together. Like, and it can be a a good, good, you know, TM thing. And it, and it can be real. But he also is acting 
for the NUSA and for the like this, you know, side storyline of like, you know, I don't know, like this giant war or something's gonna break. I even forget it. It's like, it's like there's this side mention of like, well, but if this gets out, it's gonna like everyone's gonna die because it's gonna be some insane. Yeah, they want to prevent another war. And you're like, oh, okay, so that's like mildly important. But it is actually important when we get to this context of like he's acting for that, the president's acting for that. And so it's that is why they're lost in the system he specifically um but i think her to some degree as well she's just at a much higher position in the system like they're they're acting for things bigger than themselves do you see what i mean that's why they're controlled whereas alex doesn't give a fuck and she knows that the system is lying to her in order to get its own like outcome and so she's not acting for the bigger thing she's not trying to save people from the war she doesn't give a fuck about that she's not bought into the patriots cause you know that gabe's like full in on um (laughs) it's like (laughs) <laughs> so so then it's like that i think that's why she appears so real in to this be fair i also she... did that because i knew it would piss off johnny <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah that's hilarious <laughs> but like but do you see what i mean so it's like going through the different people it's like you yourself can sort of choose your what you're doing this for or and there's a lot of dialogue options for yourself of like are you doing this there's a lot of dismissive ones of like i'm just doing this because i'm gonna die but then i'm not choosing that shit because there's a lot more like then they, they're sort of prodding you with the idea of the decision point that's going to come up. Are you doing this for Songbird? Are you doing this for Reed? Or are you just doing this for yourself? And it's like, because it's really trying to suggest this question of like, who is operating on what level? So Alex is herself. Reed is above. The president's above. You are up to you. And then Songbird is a question mark too. Because it's like, she's operating for herself in a very Alex way, but like in a very deceiving way as well and so it's like it's like feels very different like she's like the almost she's real in a way but she's also clearly lying to you and deceiving you and deceiving everyone and so it's just like all these different motivations are just like swimming i mean a a big moment you can tell kind of with that like with her lying to you is when you do the mission where you go to the the party Mm mm-hmm I don't remember what mm-hmm. the building is called, but for Kurt the Hansen. The Black Sapphire. Um, right, yeah. that big giant, like... Yeah, Black Sapphire. Yeah. Um, because you go there, you go there to look for her, and you're kind of under the assumption that, like, oh, she is under, like, his control, and she's, like, being held prisoner here mm-hmm. um, against her will. And then you go there, and she reveals herself to you yeah, uh, in a fucking, like super ritzy cocktail dress <laughs> yes um and doing her like her machinery yeah that like, too she's, like hollow yeah she's like half cyborg at least it's like <laughs> Way more than half. yeah like she's like 90 percent, and and it's a stunning visual deception right. yeah it hit bro for me i was like damn that is deceiving as fuck like mm-hmm. and and i don't know like and I was analyzing it afterwards, like, is that deceiving as fuck? Because I really liked, like, her human body. Like, what is, the, yeah, what's going yeah, on here? Yeah, you hard over there. Right. It's like, like many but... things. It's like that. Like, it's physically, it was deceiving because she masked herself as a different version of herself. But then also, like, clearly she's in an okay position where she's there, like, kind of under her own. I mean, that like, you can kind of get into that later down the quest. But it appears she's there under her own free will. Right. Um, and so you're just yeah, kind of like, like chained up in a dungeon. Exactly. Mm-hmm. She's there. It seems she's there willingly working with Kurt Hansen. And you're like, what the fuck? Right. 
she doesn't feel like Leia feels where she, you know, is like, I hate being here in this fucking like metal bra, like being tied to this chain. Like I fucking hate it. She feels like she's playing her game, which maybe yeah. is ultimately a better position to be it. Like it's definitely very like powerful. I, I think her position in- is probably a little bit better <laughs> than Leia's position. <laughs> exactly. No, it's a lot better and she's playing it, but you see her playing it and she didn't really communicate to you like, yo, I'm playing it as much as you see right in this way i also think that she to me like never she never reveals anything to you she's never truthful with you until it's like it's until you already know basically like until she's really forced to be i don't know how to say that better (laughs) yeah but like every every big like reveal from her or big and like thing that she admits is because like you've basically like she has no choice at that point I'm yes. not sure there's anything that she ever tells you that it's just like a genuine piece of like information that's just given to you because she wants to be truthful and like open with you. You might be alarmed to find <laughs> me like this, but th- yeah. I'm actually playing. No, you're absolutely. I-, I mean, it's the same thing with the very last like huge reveal that you only you only get in some of the endings, which is interesting. Hmm. Um, but that that there's only one cure, right? This whole way, like the very, the whole premise of this is that you're, you can both go get cured. And in some of the endings, it's revealed that like, that was never an option. And she's just brought you along because she needed somebody else to help her get here. Yeah. But she doesn't tell you like, because it's the goodness of her own heart to like, finally tell you it's like back against the wall. Like she's, but it's, there's only yeah, one. She does it like, when nice, it's like know? undeniably it is... like time. Wait, you know, when, when there is no time yeah. back. Like I've, yeah, it's like, I mean, obviously that's the big one. I think it's also when she like first admits to you like, oh, by the way, I've been like tampering with the black wall and you're just like, this would have been nice yeah. to oh. know, I think, <laughs> probably. She's like, well, I've been doing it a lot. It's kind of too yeah. late. Yeah. Like, yeah. Whatever. Same yeah. thing with like, oh yeah, understand. I actually called Hanson. Like I crashed the, like I'm here completely on purpose. This was all my plan. There's actually kind yeah, of a hidden thing. There's kind of a hidden thing you can discover very early on. Where if you are exploring around Dogtown, you can find her crashed uh, life pod, huh. and you can scan it and analyze that it changed direction mid-flight. Oh, oh interesting. So that kind of is like a... What does that mean? Like, she like was... she manually changed where her life pod was going to get away from where the crash was. Hmm. And so it makes it look like a little bit suspect where you're like, why did she do this? Like, why did she not go down with the plane and the president? Meanwhile, she's telling you to like save her or whatever. Exactly. Oh my God, I don't know what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I, Alina, I really want to underscore that. I feel like you fucking nailed it when you said that like, she does not, she only tells you the truth when she is essentially caught. Mm -hmm. I think it's also because she, she very much believes that she is dying. And I think it's like her final thing of like she wants to come clean about it. Hmm. Right. And also it's for the final manipulation because she's like, yeah. hey, like I you need you send me to, up there. Yeah. I need you to carry me over here. So I'll be a little truthful right at the end. So you can like fucking send me. Um But but it's it's very true to her character and like I Ah, oh, it's it's her, you may not like her character, depending on who you are and what your perspective is, but it is such 
a beautifully written mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. Like, it's such a cohesive character. Um, and it actually, like, it reminded me a lot of... I've had instances of meeting people like this in my real life. The most recent one is a lady I tried to buy headphones off the internet from. Remember this shit, Elena? I we don't do have to remember, go into the whole story. I, oh, but, I remember this lady, yeah. But this bitch was toying with me like a motherfucker. Like, because it's like, it was cheaper to buy through her, but then she wanted, like, more time to, like, listen to them. So she was just stringing me along. Like, with all sorts of excuses and weird shit. And then eventually, she would, like, drop off the map for a while. And then I would be like, all right, well, I'm going to go buy someone. So, and then she would come back. And it was just, like, this like, very weird, like, strategy she was playing on me. And it was very bizarre to watch. Um, I was, like, interested in in the same way you're interested with this story of, like, yeah, I guess now I just want to see where it ends. Where it ends, by the way, is, like, she, like, creates this whole lie about how, like, she was, like, really sick and, like, couldn't like get, like respond but like was going to and don't worry she'll put him in the mail tomorrow like and it wasn't like she was trying to steal my money she was just trying to get time and then at some point she lets slip on accident that she got these like really there if you understand this particular brand of headphones they have these custom ones that they make only yearly from like whatever the fuck materials who cares but the point is that like they're blue and they're notable in the community and they're only available if you go to the audio convention to buy them and so she let slip that she had one of these like legendary like blue like made ones and i was like did you go to this convention that was last weekend while you were ghosting me and she was like i did and it was wonderful like it's like that was her whole narrative about being sick like turned into like Mm -hmm. i did and it was amazing and i met zach the maker of the headphones and it was incredible and you have no idea they're amazing and i'll put them in the like whatever next week and i was just like dude you are literally playing this game and so i was actually so struck th- with with this character of like this i had this interaction like this year for sure um and it was just like one of those moments of like she just could she wanted to get her way and would be truthful and honest and use the the flags of truth and honesty but was clearly constructing reality as it was going through to like make it work for her and then was like pulling the like empathy card whenever it would be weakened like whenever i would be like wait but hold on like what about like remember i'm like a human being and i have i care as well and you know maybe you could just stop playing games and it's like then it's like empathy card then it's like i'm sick then it's like and so it's just that's what song it's so this person it's so this person of like she's constructing her it's almost like she's you know those like train tracks that as a kid you like would play with where you can like put them next to each other and they're kind of like puzzle pieces it's like you can just put the next track you know and it would curve it's like she's doing that with her life and her escape plan one step at a time she's just constructing reality that she wants to portray to everyone else that she wants to sort of signal as she's going through as shit's going wrong and she keeps being like you just don't understand like you don't understand what it's like from my perspective but i had to i'm playing it at this incredibly high level i had to as she's just create like putting in the new piece that fits perfectly with what she needs you to do to get to the next place so yeah it's it's powerful Sorry, Lance, give me the sign. This is a universal sign of McCoy. You've talked a little much. <laughs> no, I was just like, I, was, I just wanted to give people space to respond if they wanted to. Because no, you great. have said many things about her. No, I appreciate that. This is good. Well, I mean, I think this is like probably the great, I guess the great time to talk about the first pivotal game decision then, which is just you are, sure. you are tasked with helping Songbird, who 
is not being entirely truthful with you uh, to get this neural matrix, or you are tasked of betraying Songbird and siding with Reed by enacting this icebreaker, which will essentially like... Let's also not just gloss over the fact that you kill those two French people and uh, take their identities. Well, actually, <laughs> yes, that's... Yes. No, entirely, yeah, Thank yeah, you yeah, for, yes. for bringing that up. I mean, I do think... I think the introduction of the shape-shifting technology was really cool. I really like that, you know, you were able Definitely. to actually like play a role in some sort of way as well. Um, plus, there's a side gig that's probably one of my favorites that you do after the DLC that involves shape-shifting technology that I think was just very fun. Oh, the, with the... That we do from the Angular yeah. quest. Mm. I thought that, yeah. The mm. shape-shifting stuff was super cool. Also, that surgery scene oh, was yeah. deeply that disturbing. Was wow, true. Yeah. When they, like, peel your face off. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. that is nasty. Yeah, and, like, then you realize, like, this is what Alex mm -hmm. has, too. Mm -hmm. So she probably had to undergo this same surgery. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think there was a moment they could not commit to this and this was the opposite of what they were trying to do for their community but I think there is a brave game design decision that can't even work especially because it's in the DLC but where this is the point in the story where you're allowed to change your character's looks here oh like you finally can do your change your hairstyle or something yeah you I can mean, finally change your face but... and color and eyes and whatever like that would have been fucking insane because it's just so flawlessly in the game and in True. the story world but obviously like that's insane because they first of all already gave you that privilege elsewhere and like it makes no sense but it just you could see it you're like damn there's another world where like that could have been the moment and it would have been mm -hmm. fucking insane like imagine people complaining like i can't change my look and then like you get to this point you're like oh fuck mm -hmm. I can. Like, amazing. I will say one thing I, sorry, I just really briefly on the twins killing, and then you could jump back to whatever, no, I mean, we, the, the shape shifting. I mean, um, we can talk about the twins is too, it, for sure. Because <laughs> I, what I want to, we, we should talk about the twins at all, but I, what I would say is that, like, the twins killing, which we talked about a little bit, which was like the sort of like, holy shit, these guys are bad, is actually a really interesting mirror of there's a very early sort of you can choose your own way to play through one of these missions moment where mm -hmm. when you bring the president back to the like slum or whatever the fuck that is your like home base there are these people that break uh, in jacob these two people i forget that the other break in name. one guy's name is jacob though yeah one guy's jacob and the other guy is country <laughs> guy i don't know i'm sure jacob, i'm not sure but like nomad yeah. <laughs> yes exactly and i'm like corpo so i'm like oh. <laughs> yeah clean <it's> exactly. <laughs> but like so like they come in right and you can actually do this a bunch of different ways like for example like gabe the only one not surprised with killing the twins uh just open fires on these people and kills them immediately because we can't have fucking witnesses of the president being here like that's stupid i had to do my civic <laughs> duty <laughs> And so to you, like, that makes sense. And in fact, like, you are already thinking like Reed and Alex think. Like, in this moment, this early on. Like, it makes so much sense to me that you'd be like, yeah, that's not surprising. Because you're aligned with... And actually, like, I do think that makes a lot of sense. I remember these... watching you play McCoy and you didn't kill them. And you were immediately like, fuck, I need to kill them. And, like, the longer yeah. the cutscene went on, you're like, oh, fuck, it's, like, too late. Like, I, like, I sh really should kill them, though. Like, this doesn't make sense. Like, it didn't make sense to keep them alive because it's like they're... So then they start this whole thing of, like, they're adding to your posse. Like, you're creating, like, a crew. And they're like, we're going to, like, stand watch for you. And, like, we're going to do this shit. And the president starts making them, like, promises of, like, we're going to give you these dreams and whatever. Like, we can make this work. And you're just sitting there like, 
But, like, if these guys double-crossed us, this is the dumbest way to lose. Is, like, these two people off the street double-crossed us because they were trying to loot a fucking abandoned building? Like, this is, like, not the way you want to lose the president. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it just... Th- to selling out to some, like, these two people that you don't trust at all and that are clearly not main characters. Um, but it's, like, interesting, right? Because you can kill them immediately. Or you can, like, befriend them and, like, try to have them, like, have positions and you can talk to them about their life and stuff. And then there's even, like, dialogue afterwards in the morning after where you're talking to them and, like, they're explaining parts of the story to you. Like, they're explaining, like, oh, this is where these, like, drop pads come in that you have to, like, fight. And they're, like, explaining this stuff to you. And then eventually later, like, and I think this was all connected. But again, like, this is, like, the feeling that you get of, like, the choices. There's a point where, like, if you were detected, I I think, uh, when bringing the president back then there is a raid like of your place that happens when you're gone and these guys mm-hmm. get murdered in that point and i'm like what the fuck because like i'm seeing this and gabe's like i don't remember this part because it's like he didn't have the people Yeah, because gabe and i didn't get detected well you also might not have got detected which listen my driving <laughs> skills wasn't great but like <laughs> but like it's like there's this there's this clear like thread that comes in and out of this story and it's not that it like lands all the way at the ending and needs to have the most well, wait. impactful sorry hold mm-hmm. on it does though because yeah so you had that you had the raid and they yeah. were killed in the raid if you, if that doesn't happen if you don't get detected and you get back and you like reads like okay man like i'm gonna get the president out like you go do gigs like get out of here like go for a while i'm gonna get her out later on you see him and you're like yo what happened to those two guys and Rita just goes they've been taken care of right he clearly they've been taken them. care of and Got then you it. go so, up to the apartment because, and their guns are yeah. just like laying there for you to loot yeah you can pick up there you can loot their guns wow. so like read so in this that version of the storyline it is a great parallel to the twins of like obviously their reliability reed kills them oh this is like so then this is even more beautiful of a dimension than i thought yeah that's why i was like trying to i was like no no no, this happens yeah so it's either you see reed and it echoes there or you see it in yourself like gabe and it echoes Mm -hmm. in that regard Mm -hmm. dude totally so that's fucking rad and so like that i think is is another way that like maybe there's some heavy-handed ways that they try to suggest the reed songbird decision before there's a decision where it's like they're yellow dialogue options and they're both going to progress the story but it's like people just keep asking you and you know it's not going to be binding yet. And you're like waiting for the UI to tell you it's binding. But you're like sort of getting prompted with that. And maybe it's slightly have a handed at times. But clearly they're going for this like these concepts to come back. Like these concepts to come back and sort of rhyme like poetry. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, and so it's just anyways the twins getting killed right is is that is that rhyme. So that was the connection I just wanted to, mm-hmm. to bring to that. Um do we dare talk about the twins though? This is a cool interaction with them, honestly. And they're cool characters and they feel like main characters or at least legitimate side characters. And that's why it's insane to see them shot. Like those two guys in the beginning, like these guys are jokes. It's okay that they disappear. It's not your favorite outcome, maybe. Quote of the year from McCoy. It's okay that they disappear. <laughs> they weren't, you know, important. You better make a good impression on me. What can I say? But... <laughs> No, but, like, these twins, bro, are interesting, fleshed out, dynamic, cool, like, like, everything. So to see them just ended and you just thrust back into the epicness of the rest of the story, it, I would say it's quite abrupt. Because mm-hmm. it, it's after the, um, the, the gambling scene, right? Like, where you have to, like, learn about them mm-hmm. through their face technology. Right. Shit. 
It's pretty sick. Where I lost all my money. <laughs> Not all of it, but <laughs> I did I did lose it. I'll have end. you know. I'll have you know that I chose the opposite color of you. Because I had the great fortune of watching you lose all your money first, and you can you can win, and I just walked around with a hell of money. And it was yeah, I won. Stupid. Yeah, I won. <laughs> I just kept yeah. on going black, and apparently, it was yeah, apparently, yeah, apparently, black's not the way to go. <laughs> I won by alternating between black and red every turn. Yeah, the walkthrough I looked up says if you alternate, it also helps with that. So, you know, to each their own. <laughs> Unlucky. I honestly yeah. really like that yeah. intrigue, though, of, like, trying to keep up a conversation and, again, just not trying to reveal your hand. And so it's, like, they always just give you, like, a vague guideline of, like, keep them interested but not prodding. And I'm just, like, looking at the dialogue options, like, kind of paralyzed, like, which one will I select and Fee says something completely different that I don't intend. I don't know. Yes. There's also, like, I mean, added, like, classic video game, yeah. urgency yeah. and, like, panic there because... Originally, you're supposed to go up there with Reed, right. and mm -hmm. each of you takes one of uh, the person you're trying to get the like personality copy anal uh, analysis from. But yeah. when you're up there, like Alex is like, "Yo, I haven't heard from Reed. What the fuck's going on?" You're just gonna have to do it yourself. So you're just like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and that's such a beautiful like spy movie moment where like shit is going down that's outside of your yeah disguise, yeah. but your disguise. You wouldn't can't know break. about it and doesn't care yet. yeah you can't break but you yourself are like having these processes run in your mind that you're trying to shut down you're like i don't think i need to be thinking about that right now but you're also thinking to yourself if i don't figure out what i need to think about that though this could be a problem mm -hmm. like as this is all going down and they themselves are playing you sort of similarly i'm not saying that they like are expecting a third person that didn't come to the table but it's just they are playing you clearly and like they're having fun with it and 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 so this is what i think like dialogue options are really good at in video games i'm sure it's great for a lot of things don't don't say that this is the only one but you're trying to figure out who they are what am i supposed to say to this lady and it turns out like being a bit coy with her you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying being a bit sly being a bit like flirty is what she wants like that's the sort of like edge of danger that she wants in this like gambling sort of like game of like discussion with you and like she sort of wants to be like oh so you're a criminal you're robbing anyone you'd rob us oh like you know it's just like and so you're learning about her and you're learning that those are the successful options you want to be choosing and so then you're thinking not just about like what do i want to say only but like literally what what does she want to hear and how does she want to be played and then like they're different too and so it's i just thought it was actually like a really well done like scene of trying to like figure out like dude her flirting with you and coming closer and just like all that shit that's going down it's it hits like a with an intensity um because well they're just like on. yeah they're like totally like polar opposites in personality types yeah the the sister mm -hmm. and the brother yeah mm -hmm. she's very like up in your face like flirty and like very playful and he's just kind of like matter of fact to the point and is like largely disinterested right like guns or cars i don't care what i sell exactly like why would it but then they're also having this super high level like super cocktail party but at the top of a new york skyscraper like discussion of like just the world and the politics and the whole thing of like why would he spend five years changing his image just so people liked him and you're like damn it's a decent point like like is that what he's doing that's a lot of work to do just for people to like you know and so they really are like 
posing all these like high intellectual questions like as the game's going on as the drinks are flowing and like yeah it's it's honestly like Mm -hmm. just a beautiful scene and i and then then, sorry sorry let me just say this last piece which is that (laughs) it's a beautiful scene and then for some fucking reason everyone else at the table is so fucking dumb (laughs) and embarrassing (laughs) in the way that they act like you're sitting there like oh do you think like you would really change your entire lifestyle like just for the way people like you like he has everything he wants why would he do that and so like, i just go <laughs> fuck <laughs> damn man just, like, out of here out of the fucking... <laughs> yeah and you're like bro chill what the fuck like what is that <laughs> like that shit is so it's so cringe but it was listen. very it was a very james bond-esque like scene that I really, I mean, all the way down mm. to like what the quest line name is, get, considering that you know my name was the James Bond like intro song for Casino Royale. Um, mm. I just, I, I really liked that. I don't know if like they wanted that influence because like for a while Idris Elba was like rumored to be the next James Bond and that was just a cheeky little nod to that. But like it was just a really cool set piece too to like really bring intrigue to these mm. twins characters, which I think then ultimately is also why it's so shocking about how how they end like you know getting killed because they're kind of built up to be these like pawns and players and sure you're going to take on their identity but you kind of think they might have a little bit more to the story afterwards and then they just get murdered in front of you and you're like okay (laughs) well (laughs) yeah and like and like like literally your job is like learn their backstories so you can be them and so you're, like, learning about, like, she's wanted in France for these reasons and fucking she's part of this situation. And then you're literally playing out the deal with Hanson that they were going to go do and, like, the power playing between that. And, like, you're trying to play it if you're female V as her. And actually, yeah, Gabe was saying that if mm-hmm. you're male V, you're him, which is kind of just, like, an interesting, weird, mm-hmm. like, dynamic there. Huh. Yeah, like, I think you Mm -hmm. can't, you you shouldn't, like, and and each of them plays out so differently, right? Because, like, he pours vodka, you have to make sure not to drink as the male brother, while as, uh, you know, if you're the, if you're the sister, then sure, you're kicking back those shots, like, anytime the prompt comes up, because you're like, yep, she is the drinker, sure. (laughs) But... Yeah, I just never thought about it, because I was watching McCoy play, and suddenly Alex became the brother, and I was like... What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're like, oh, that is different. And yeah, I was like, wait, why the fuck did... Oh, you're playing as female V, right, of course. Which, right, by the way, course. the walkthroughs for this game are... Some of them are bullshit because they only go the male V path. Like, I was... Because I was just trying to, like, brush up on stuff that huh. happened. And the whole walkthrough is just if you're male V. So, like, if you're offered vodka, don't drink it. But they don't specify it's if you are, like, the male yeah. brother. And so I'm just like, like, what the hell? They probably don't even know. I mean, like, well, they might quite honestly, know. like, I mean, they're probably written by chat GPT two days well, like ago. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly really surprised with the differences just solely with the detected versus undetected, you know, scabs that come to the apartment thing. Like that, those are three different outcomes that that can play out as just for that one thing that was seemingly a non-issue. Like, I, I thought it was just going to be binary of like, they die, they live. But it's cool that it also takes into account the detected, undetected, raid versus no raid, kill them first versus let them live. Like, it's it it's, goes so much deeper than I thought, it, you know, than it initially appears as. 
Yeah. And like, there's another instance of this, by the way, that like, I know I was trying to fucking parse out at one point here. It's in a side gig, but it's like one of the ones that you could theoretically be doing while you're waiting. And and that, that's one of the classics of this uh, DLC is like, we're going to go over these text messages that I got to like the data. I got to like sort through it. So give me a couple of days. And it's like, so go to a fucking BD shack <laughs> and try to convince this guy that he's not the fucking brain dance star, like, which is just like some real cyberpunk shit. Um, but there's another mission, which is like, okay, like stealth in and deal with like what the cops, isn't it? It's, it's the one about like the, the two cops oh, yeah. and like their right. fucking situation where like they, I mean, Jesus Christ. That's the one where I got out. run over twice by the quest givers. <laughs> <laughs> Fire. <laughs> but like, cause I know this one because it's like, and, and I don't exactly remember their motivations for why, like, are they like, do like, are they like doubling behind this yeah, guy's they're back? Doing, no, they're doing some side stuff and they, it's they just fucked it up basically they they fucked it up and for some reason some guy ate all the coke basically yeah, yeah. they didn't do a great job like making sure he couldn't eat the coke that was on the table so and so then they coke. like tear him open to try to get to the coke which like then just leaves them like a bloody mess and the bloody mess is all of a table and they're just sort of embarrassing generally but then you like you stealth in to like go get them and there's sort of this like suggestion of like don't kill people and it's like okay and then especially when you get to them and then you go through the next section of the game there's like okay let's definitely not kill people because we're the cops and we're the good guys i mean admittedly we're travesties but we're the good guys and then there's like extra travesty where like the guy is like dropping shit off he's like trying to like make some big like grandiose stealth gesture and then drop shit off shelves and just it's just embarrassing and you're like i fucking hate you guys but the thing is like i was killing people the whole way through stealthily yeah, I killed people the whole way through, um, just assassinating them with knives <laughs> from a distance and just cutting their heads off and all sorts of shit. And then you end in this fucking garage where you're meeting the like the mob boss guy, and he's like, "What the fuck is going down?" And then your your police partners start to just like lie, like stupidly with zero conviction and zero sense, and they just start to say nonsense shit. And you basically are just sort of like you can corroborate their story, which is embarrassing, but maybe it'll work. You can, I think, just attack the mob boss because he definitely has a health bar and is, like, fightable for sure. But then there's also, you can just be like, tell him the truth, you dumbasses. Like, I fucking hate you. Like, just tell him the truth. And if you do, like, say, like, listen, fucking tell him the truth. He, You tell, you have one of them tell him that story about how they, like, fucked everything up and the dude ate all the cokes, like, thousands of eddies, maybe tens of thousands of eddies, and then... They tried to get it out and it's like it dissolved in his body and so they're like sifting through his blood and everything just is stupid. And there's this like tense moment of like you're like sitting there going like, okay, so are we going to kill everybody? Like I'm glad you were honest with them, but like what's going to go down now? And the mob boss just like breaks out laughing, being like, that's fucking ridiculous. Like you guys are so fucking dumb. Like you're so bad at cops and everything and deception and you're just embarrassing. And he's like, that story that story was fucking worth it. You guys can walk. Like, that was awesome. I'd rather pay the Eddies and have that story in my life than I would otherwise. But just don't fuck this up again. And so he just goes like, all right, you can walk. And he goes, but I do just want to check on my guys upstairs because, like, they're alive, right? And I'm like, oh, fuck. Because I had just killed everyone and just gotten somehow to, like, the flawless ending of this where we're all just going to walk. And so then there was this, like, 20 cool option. Of like get out without fighting which is basically just you just mad threatening this guy being like no they're actually all dead and there's a reason they're all dead it's because of fucking me and you're gonna be all dead too if you don't fucking and so then i walked out of there with no combat and it was just like a very weird sequence where it was clearly suggesting like 
if I had stealthed this and then chose those dialogue options that I chose, maybe I would have walked totally free without even 20 cool. And it was just like, whoa, like the decision trees that are happening in these individual missions are like way more intricate and interesting than, than I was expecting. Cause I, I mean, also other to be fair, at the beginning, outcome. the lady asked you not to kill any of his dudes. Yeah. Yeah. She's really clear about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Your build was really cool though. I mean, I see why you <laughs> <laughs> was like, yeah, I didn't listen to her. <laughs> I didn't really understand that part. Well, but yeah, because I did like, like almost heard, a polar opposite yeah. of you, where I stealth through that section and non-lethal took down everybody. Okay, and then got to the end, all the fuck ups happened. And I was like, well, I guess I'm just gonna kill this guy now. <laughs> See, like, so then yeah, like there is a fight there. That, I like, did the perfect playthrough, full stealth, talked my way out of it, gone. Oh damn, <laughs> that's awesome. Huge flex. Thank you. I just the point where he just goes like everyone's laughing and they're like, this is ridiculous. And he just goes, okay, I'm just going to check on my guys upstairs because if you did nice by them, then we're good to do nice by you. And it's like that sink, that sink of my heart or the sinking feeling of like, uh, <laughs> um, I not only that, but some of them were writhing on the floor with one health and I killed them for experience. Like, what do we want here? Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. It, so like, so it's just, there's a, a lot of that going on here like it's not to say that it like ends the game differently and it's not to say that it like you know it's not the promise of like it's gonna have an impact on the next cyberpunk game but it just does feel i thought in the moment like mm -hmm. like it suggests this multiple pathness that i i just thought was really cool and like really made me want to like go look that stuff up mm -hmm. any other instances of that i'm thinking like well the brain dance one that one fucking... I think most of them have, like, multiple endings. I mean, some of them are more subtle, maybe, but, like, I think most of the side gigs that I did had, like, multiple ways the mission could play out. Did you do with, the like, one with the... some kind of uh, consequence. Yeah, did you do the one with the, the boxer? Right. Yes. Was there multiple ways that could play out? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yes. That one ends kind of kind of dark if you go for the good boy playthrough. <laughs> Yeah, it does. I assume you also ended up with him dead. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as they were like, yeah, he went it's around like, back with some guys, I was like, oh, no. And then, sure enough, I walk around back. I'm like, oh, no. Then I see the two animals just sitting there in the alley, and I was like, all right, knives out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, you know what would solve this killing More that made killing. me feel bad? <laughs> good <laughs> exactly yep yeah and it's like it's it's definitely like that is the most that 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 boxer one not that we need to get into the like absolute depth of it but it's like that is absolutely the message cyberpunk is trying to send it's like you try to give this guy a second chance in life and you do get it for him but his old life can't let him go and doesn't want to let him go and mm -hmm. won't let him go and you just and it just ends in devastation and then and then you just sit there and wonder like i killed a lot of people for you to end up dead in an alley you know what i mean like it just and i'm gonna kill that. so many more <laughs> I, I think that's why here i go kill i think again. that's why the aguilar quest is so fun to me and probably one of my favorites because there's multiple ways that can play out obviously you you de you determine who takes over dogtown um and i mm. 
kind of like that in order to get the quote unquote like perfect ending where both of the guys live and you know end up working together in perfect harmony um and mr hands gets his protege um in the leadership position with bennett um like the way to do that is just to choose the most like mob bossy badass lines complete with every time you select it you get like a spanish guitar strumming in the back when you say your badass line like (laughs) i fucking love that quest because it's like I don't know, like, I, the the way I was playing V was always just, like, violence will only, like, I'm only going to do violence if they step first. So it was kind of fun to kind of Mm. let loose and have the quote-unquote correct way to play out the quest be, like, I'm going to blow off this guy's head. You want to say something now? Or, like, you know, you know how the Japanese tie their neckties. Well, do you know how the Cubans, (laughs) like, tie their neckties? You say all these, like, badass mob bossy lines, and I just... I fucking loved that quest just because it was just so fun to just be able to do that and like have that be like the way shit gets done. Be a mob boss, you know, control politics. It's great. (laughs) That's fucking awesome. Okay, wait. Can I have a brief Starfield um, dig here? (laughs) Hell yes. Only because I just remembered it. (laughs) Um, Because I was thinking like that quest is also cool because it's a Mr. Hands quest, but it's like a deeper one. Like, yeah. You like you go in. He's like, "All right, man, Hanson's gone. Like, here's what we're gonna do." Like, you can see kind of the fullness of his character and his motives. But it just made me remember that when you first meet. I think it's the first time that you meet Mister Hands when you go into his office. He's talking to his son. Like mm. you catch him like talking to his kid for just for a second. He's like, "Dad's gotta go" or whatever. Um, but it's like it's like really subtle, and it's and then it makes me think of that Starfield quest, which is like you know, as a working mother, <laughs> I don't get out very much. <laughs> And I just think, like, to me, that kind of exemplifies the difference, just, like, the massive gulf of writing between these games and how good the cyberpunk writing is and how these characters feel like really full, real characters. And, like, you you can know about their backstory and it all makes sense. And it's not just, like, super heavy-handed, like, let me just slap you in the face with... (laughs) So, anyways, brief aside to, once again, Trash Starfield. I think it's just, like, maybe it's just who we are now. (laughs) it's the only way we can be i can't free. i can't let i mean go. I, I i did no, hearken like, to like what something that james said in the starfield episodes which was like you know nobody let the weird guy at the office write the quest like do like write side quests mm-hmm. and all throughout these mm. side gigs that you do in dogtown like like the the brain dance one like that is a yep. very weird bizarre thing of yeah this guy yep. genuinely believes he's a brain dance star and is acting like her like let's get him out of it or let's cash on it by making a bd out of it and so it's like it's it's these yeah. weird bizarre scenarios that sure like in the context i guess of the main story it's like you go through like heavy emotional hits and then you're like i'm gonna go to this bd store now like sure that there's some disjointedness there but at the same time it's like it is kind of fun to just be able to do these like very bizarre like quests that just kind of leave you being like that was weird and strange but that was fun <laughs> yeah no it's it's like a it's like that meme i don't know if i want to bring this meme as a dark meme but no the point the point is it's just what do they fit like pacing wise or whatever in the story like i n- no but they're good yeah so it's like nice some good quests that like fit this world it, it really felt like them saying 
we can make good cyberpunk quests. Yeah, but you know what helped them a lot is that this is a way smaller mm-hmm. package than yeah, the absolutely. base game. I mean, e- yeah, I-, I think I say it probably like too frequently, but like people got to make smaller games, guys. Like th- you just can't do this with a massive game. Like it's not, they didn't achieve it in the base game. And like, look, there were a lot of problems with the base game and we all know that shipped in a way they wish it didn't, but they shipped it. And they just couldn't do it. They can't. They some of the side quests in that base game were amazing. Like that weird vending machine one was like mm. super weird. Um, but I don't remember anything really having like the multiple endings or like it just didn't have this level of depth and polish. And I would way rather have like one to two of these DLCs than like one giant unfinished, absolutely like ish. I game. almost wish they like had like a slow rollout of each section of city like this is the japan town mm-hmm. expansion that we're going to do with mm. this or something like because yeah it's like if i had these kind of fully fleshed gigs with these fixers and it was just kind of like a more like paced out um rollout of these things like i i think boy, like what i also liked is like when you're doing these gigs in dogtown you're also meeting the people who are calling for your help like you're meeting like the wife in the car or like you're meeting the father who yeah. wants mm-hmm. to yeah. like you know who wants to uh who, who confessed oh against his son and wants it scrubbed or whatever like you're actually meeting the people yeah. that this will impact which then when it comes down to that ultimate decision uh, at the end like i do think there is like i did have some moral dilemmas with a lot of this stuff it's like this is the right thing to do but this is not who the person who you know employed me wants out of this like who do, what do i want my client satisfaction or do i want the moral high ground and mr hands often tells you like he scolds you if you ever try to be moralistic with him where he's just like god damn it v it's night city and you're like yeah i know but still <laughs> like this sucks right um like a good example like of that is bro like the the village that like gets massacred by this like cyber psycho mm-hmm. this guy going cyber psycho right like you guys know this mission where it's like Mm-mm. they hire you the the town scrapes together well it's like this little like shanty like section of the sort of world but like they they scrape together money to like basically what they want you to do is go find the person who like killed all their kids like they killed like five kids you just like went ballistic and shot everyone and they're just like we want you to fucking kill this guy for our peace of mind and then you get to him and it's like they keep sort of like flirting with this idea of like him being this insanely powerful like big fucking like because you're doing witcher senses all over the place and it's like huh like you know <laughs> size of a, two football players put together like you know bullets from a gun you would have to hold with two hands like you know just like i don't know i'm making that shit but it's like you know they're trying to like really sell this and then at the end it turns out like this guy is like you not only get his backstory but he's pathetic he's in a fucking chair he's broken like he doesn't remember killing everybody like something's going wrong with him he's basically a tool of the not the government exactly but the corporate structure sort Mm -hmm. of in a similar way and sort of like killing him feels bad bad. Mm -hmm. but then you're sort of but you realize like you're doing this for the peace of mind of the villagers who you met and it's like you want them to have this peace of mind but then you also want like him to have potentially a second chance maybe even though he's kind of an asshole like it's like he's testing you he wants you to kill him in a way but he doesn't in a way either it's this very interesting weird thing where even though he's such an ass to you you almost feel like you're being tested 
in how good you can be. But then that ends up resulting in if you do let him live, you end up like getting a text later where he's like, oh, I really wanted to like, because you, you, you become presented with this option of like, I can take his dog tags, pretend he's been killed, let him free. Like I get that moral win in my own conscience, but then I can also give them the moral win. And as long as this doesn't overlap and these guys don't collide, we're good to go. And it's like, not exactly good to go. Um, I accidentally did this option because I ran out of dialogue <laughs> options. I kept picking like, I don't want to decide yet until I accidentally did it one too many times. <laughs> and it just like, I, I thought there was another point where I could kill this guy and there wasn't. Um, Cause you keep sort of talking him through it. Um, but you know, you can just like step it. backwards and just like shoot him, right? Can you do that? Yeah. A lot of times, yeah, these, these conversations are usually like fully interactable. Okay, I want to believe that this one in this room you can't shoot. Is that possible? Am I making I that up? I shot him. So you shot him, but like with the, with the dialogue option, or just like oh, by I did. Yourself? I guess I did it with the dialogue option. Yeah. Because that's what happened to me. Is like I I there was no more dialogue options to shoot him, and then I was like my gun was away, and I was like pressing like pull out my blade, and it was like quick hack. Was like fuck you. <laughs> Maybe I could have thrown a dagger like into the room <laughs> from outside the room. This is an interesting, but anyways, more of the story, I'll let right? You go. Is like Psych! he then <laughs> exactly like you really like you're gonna get a second lease on life because I'm such a good guy and you just don't know how good of a guy I am. Anyways, oh sorry, I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> but like yeah, like but but he ends up texting later. Like he feels so bad for the people that he wanted to like pay them, and you're like don't pay them. Because the whole point is I gave them the peace of mind. And he's like, I already did. So he just like reveals himself in this way that just gives you this disgustingly sinking feeling of like, I really did not handle that well. Like, that did not go the way I wanted to. And now it's just sort of fucked. And then the fixture's like, yeah, whatever, it's fine. But like you yourself are like, Ooh. right. Like that, I should consider loading. Like that was not... Yeah, the more I talk to that guy, I was like, this guy's an asshole. <laughs> I just yeah, I mean, him. as soon as he, he said, he fuck those kids, I was like, all right, buddy. <laughs> like, listen. He's <laughs> mm-hmm. like, yeah, I killed those kids. Fuck those yeah. kids. <laughs> like, I'm only allowed to say yeah. that in video games. <laughs> but you're saying it now. You must die. Exactly. You're like, I hated the sequence where I had to play hide and go seek with, or whatever, like, find the switch <laughs> with this kid on the roof. Like, I was confused why I couldn't pull my blade out there. But, like, <laughs> dude, when you turn that the power off and the guy's like, fuck! Yeah. <laughs> my PD! You're, like, so fucking real. Like, so... There's fu- so many small moments like that in this DLC that are just, like, genuinely good moments. Like, yeah. that work. You know what I mean? Like, they yeah. actually work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you guys do the uh, the mission where you helped Paco? I don't remember the woman's name, but those two Bargas soldiers. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, that one's also a multiple. There's different ways that can end as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I liked that one because balls to the wall is what it's called. It was it was wild. <laughs> yeah. You just sit there to keep doing drugs, and he keeps telling you this story. <laughs> Right, and, and it's like, also, this, like, awesome soundtrack, and you have, like, infinite yeah. health and, like, an OP weapon, so it's kind of like they want you to ki- kind of have that similar feeling to, like, Silverhand and the Arasaka Tower kind of segment, where it's just, like, you're just, Fuck, you're yeah. killing people mm. to this, like, insane hip-hop music in the background. <laughs> Though, for like, me, yeah. that mission kind of bugged out lightly, where enemies just hid outside of, like, the area you could traverse. Oh, no. <laughs> so I had to, like, 
pixel perfect peek them and shoot them. <laughs> and they just kept yelling like, you coward. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're hiding like 10 miles away. And I'm like, you fucking assholes. <laughs> oh my God. But that reminds me, Gabe, don't let me forget about the fucking bug in the later stealth sequence of the other ending <laughs> where he just goes like, I see you. Yeah. Over and over. We'll, we'll get to that later. That was so good. <laughs> um, was so good. But yeah, I like that mission because then I, you know, I did it and I, I did the, the route where you talk to Pan Am mm-hmm. and she gives you like connections to get them out of the city. Yeah. Um, anyway, I did the quest, forgot about it. And then like later I got a text from them of them in like Nairobi or something. Yeah. And I was just like, oh shit, that's cool. <laughs> Yeah, that that quest I learned today can end very differently. <laughs> oh yeah. Um yeah, cuz I I I also got the, you know, they're they're alive in, you know, the the o- the Oberdin alive in Africa ending for them, which is their Italia. <laughs> <laughs> um, but okay. spoilers, I guess. But um hmm. also that one, that one was hilarious cuz only like right before I did the DLC I had solidified my relationship with Judy in the base game and also broke up with River, which was hilarious. Thank God, dude, finally. (laughs) Oh, fucking God. It's also hilarious because one of the contacts you can do for that quest to get get them help, you can do Pan Am, and then you can also call Rogue, and then the other one is River to get some generators or something. So he pops up, and I literally just shoot him a text, be like, yo, can you give me some generators? And he's just like, yeah, sure. Like, no problem. Like, great. So you don't remember what happened yesterday. Hey, I know I just dumped your ass, but could you give me some generators? (laughs) Exactly. So I still got the perks, right? No. Oh. Uh, And then, unfortunately, he's like, yes. (laughs) Which is heartbreaking. so harsh on River, bro. Listen. (laughs) We're threatened. I, I haven't said it yet, but like this is the first. So usually Zoe is like the role player of the crew, you know, mm-hmm. like Zoe fully RPs her games. And something about this DLC just really did it for me. And I got into like a weird. I think it was just Grimmage to McCoy and Gabe is like a, like a Red Dead vibe where like Red Dead has, has like a real like day cycle with it. And so I got into this game where I would like go out, like I do a mission, you know, like or like a story mission and it would end They'd be like, all right, man, like we'll call you tomorrow or whatever. And I would like ride my motorcycle to the trailer park and we would be sitting on the steps waiting for me. And like, we wouldn't really talk because there aren't any really any more dialogue options, but we would, I would just like go in, I would take a shower and then I would just, you know, I would change my wardrobe. I fucking changed my wardrobe like every You're day. I put like change my it. wardrobe. <laughs> and then I, I, but I never do this shit. And then I would like get in bed and like go to sleep. And I, you wake up in the morning and like River's next to you in whatever like shirtless position. <laughs> and then I would get up and like go to work again, basically. And I did it every fucking day. And I rode my motorcycle everywhere to the radio. And it was bizarre because like I never do that in games. But there was something about, I don't know if it was like the cadence of this and like how after a mission, like you were like, oh man, that was like a tough day. <laughs> let me go, let me go home. Let me go hit the hay. Um, but there, I will say my only real gripe is like, there is no more content with any of like the other main character. Like River, there's literally no, there's one new dialogue option where you can be like, I did some work for the FIA. And he's like, that's cool. And that's pretty yeah. much it. <laughs> I mean, they wrote in some, like, flirty text messages, which I appreciate. The cringe, I mean, the cringest shit is that River is, like, the whole plot of The Last Man's Right, he's like, I'm starting, like, a detective agency. I'm going to be a P.I., like, a private eye. You're like, that's so cool, River. Like, that's so great. 
and in the DLC, he asks, he te- he's texting you being like, I'm doing it, babe. Look, you're going to be so proud of me. Like, I'm out there. I just need to think about a name. He's like, will you help me think about names? Oh, and so no. you have these, like, super tech cringe text messages that go back and forth. Where you're like, I think I said, like, I really think you should name it. Like, you tell me your ideas and I'll narrow it down. And he Dude, was like. even in this game, you fucking make a decision. Well, but so I was like, well, because I was like, I don't fucking know what to name your thing. So I was like, give me some options and I will choose. And he's like man, it's like really hard for me. Like, can you please just help me do this one thing? And so I'm like, cool, cool. I'll help you. And he names his, I can't remember. They're terrible options. <laughs> and he picks one and he's happy with it. And you're like, great, babe. And then you get to like sex with him a little bit and then it's the end. Yeah. Um, But I do, like, I do wish that with like, you know, with Pan Am or Judy or River, like these like really, like maybe like Rogue, I mean, some of those like really big characters from the base game that they had put in like one extra thing with them. Judy gave me a shotgun. Yo, River didn't give me a shit. Pan Am didn't give me shit either. Every time she would send me well, a flirty the- message, I would call her and she's like, hey, V, what's up? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'm like, sick, they- peace. <laughs> they did give you something. It's emotional devastation in the new ending. That's true. That's what they that, gave that is you. She true. did also send me a nude pic, so I can't be upset about that, but you know. That's okay. true. Yeah, well, Pan Am sends you a nude pic, which again, wow, okay. better than whatever River is sending. Yeah. Uh-uh. Look, he's I- a cringe character, but... I was into it. Fair enough. Yeah, I he mean, all I got was Judy was like, so I might have made it slip to my grandmother that we're dating. She's going to text you and, like, be nice. And so I had a nice conversation with Judy's abuela. And then <laughs> <laughs> where she was acting all mob boss, where she's like, what are your intentions with my granddaughter? And I said, like, she's cool. And she's like, okay, good enough. Smiley face. <laughs> like the lowest bar <laughs> like i think right. she's nice like literally the option was like you know like you know i really like judy or like or the other option was like blocked like where you block your grandmother and i was like That's well insane. this is a little black and white <laughs> yeah dude i feel like there are some options that are just they're they're not meant to be pressed they're just meant to like humor you in the concept of like imagining even for that split second what would happen if you did that like it's like i feel like i could play this game a thousand times and i don't even know if i would ever do that on the thousandth mm-hmm. time like i don't know if i could bring myself to block to... someone's grandma yeah like i don't know if i could do it but it's like just seeing it there i think makes you smile so okay 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 but boys yes there it's we... time yes i think it's time okay. to get to like the real decisions um because <sighs> there's actually a lot to talk about in this last sequence and so yeah. i feel like you know we want to try to dig um especially because as i learned later by playing both endings well, so there's actually like two branching paths, Reed or Songbird. But then within those, there's like two branching, two more branching paths that are sort of like you choose Songbird or Reed, but then there is another point where you can choose Songbird or Reed, basically. Um, or at least there is. Is there? Is that, is that on both sides? I know there is that on the. Yeah. The like. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the choosing okay. Songbird on either path is drastically different right right exactly okay yes 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 thank you so that that's why i was confusing to yeah. me at first so let's talk through them let's go with maybe perhaps the canon ending mm-hmm. first based um, thank you for acknowledging that mccoy <laughs> so yeah i mean it's, sorry do you want to give us a little bit of rundown yeah on i mean this sure one, so canon ending feel? would be betraying reed and helping Songbird out yeah. with, uh, you know, her ideas of getting, you know, getting the uh, the neural matrix, um, which you know 
is great. It's canon because Alex lives, as Gabe said prior to that. Alex just gets pissed and shoots out a window, and you're like, cool, babe. Like, we'll talk later. And then (laughs) you'll, you fight. (laughs) I'm doing this for your own good. Trust me. You do get to see Alex, you know, badass kill uh, kill Hanson. So, you know, Hanson's dead. Um, Was a little bit anticlimactic, but I think that's because the other option does, I guess, give more, I guess, credit to Hanson where credit's due. Um, but yeah, I, I, oh, I would also say quickly, sorry, like we're, we don't need to go into great detail, but there is a songbird like at, at her, like sort of youth, uh, drinking spot mm-hmm. scene that does a lot of backstory here for songbird. That's, that's, that's clearly trying to point you towards the canon ending along with a lot of other things in the game. But, but like when you're, you know, sitting with her on the couch and stuff and she's like fucking, you could look down and she's like holding. Yeah, she's suddenly holding hand my hand and, like, and I'm like, hand on your... uh, Judy, <laughs> Judy, I didn't do this. <laughs> oh God, as an aside, Judy, the, like, the amount of panic I had when there was the dance with uh, Alex option and I was like internally panicking as I'm looking at that prompting, like if I say yes, am I going to be slow dancing with Alex or like, are we just going to be like, vibing next to each other like in our own spaces and i like legit like sat there for like five minutes being like i don't know (laughs) yeah well it's funny because like that that's then sparks like every fucking college conversation i heard people after going to fucking like 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 ballroom dance or whatever it's like bro it was just like you know just like that conversation is like like just all over that so much more than that (laughs) bro like you put parts next to each other bro like it was crazy um Uh Like I'm, I'm doing fucking spy shit. I'm taping things to my leg. But anyway, not all right. right. Um, like, s- oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I know. I'm just trying to get the ball rolling because I've got like I've got a time limit now. We've got an hour. <laughs> um, True. But um, all right. So canon ending with Songbird is where you fight your way out of the stadium, and then you make your way to. Oh, and this is when I wish that Raphael played because I was like, Raphael, they made use of the space shuttle and the spaceport. Don't worry, I told him. Oh, good. Uh-huh. The day after Fuck I beat yeah. the game, I'd message him and be like, hey, you're going to want to play this DLC because they introduced the spaceport. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I remember hearing him Fuck complain yeah. about I was like listening to our episodes that we did on the base game, and Raphael's was like, I made my way all the way to the spaceport and didn't do anything. I'm like, oh, well, now you do. But yes, you, you make your way to the spaceport. There's. I guess like a cool, again, like just a cool little look into like what space flight travel, I guess, looks like in Night City. You have to go through freaking TSA and (laughs) declare stuff and then go through terminals and whatnot. And obviously because, you know, it wouldn't be (coughs) epic if not, but like, you know, the NUSA is after you, FIA is after you, and the spaceport just becomes a bloodbath all of a sudden. And so you are now with Songbird just fighting your way to this terminal for this shuttle that's going to go to the moon, uh, which will, you know, give you, you know, give you the, or like, you know, the resources necessary to get this cure out of the neural matrix, Um, which then I think like, you know, Gabe did post the the track in the in the Discord, the the track that plays in that like final like you know room. K nine. Yeah, it's it's a fucking mm-hmm. banger of a track as you're like fighting as Songbird is like trying to get the the train like all uh, queued up and everything. Um, and then 
Actually, and, and kind of to also go back a little bit, like when you decide to betray Reed and, yeah. and go with Songbird, there's this, she she hits the black wall a little too hard. So she is starting to like really like, she she starts to weaken in front of you and her eyes are just kind of like really crazy. She starts limping around. She seems exhausted. She seems tired. She's just like, I think I, I think that it took a little too much energy than I anticipated. That was a little bit more difficult than I thought it would be, but like we out here. And so obviously- I took a little too much black wall. <laughs> right, yeah, took, took a little too much black wall for sure. Um, which, you know, of course, that's when my worry, when I chose that option initially, I, I was just like, oh no, is this the wrong choice? Like, did I doom her? Like by entertaining her means for escape? Like, is this actually not the best thing for her? Like I was kind of in a way becoming read in that way. Where I was like, oh, no, like, does she not understand what this is about to do to her? Um, but then... Absolutely. Also, I will say you pick her up right in the, the van, right? Because cause basically, like, you take these two cars getaways mm -hmm. from that situation, and then you sort of have to wait for some days. But it's just, like this really bizarre waiting. At least for me, I couldn't bring myself to do a side gig. It was just like... I was just waiting. Right. See, waiting. that's when you go home to River. <laughs> <laughs> right out in the trailer park. Man. Hey, babe. Rough day at work. I just want to go to bed. Okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna stand here yeah. in our our trailer for 48 hours. <laughs> yeah. Don't mind. No, man. I slept the whole time. Just like, babe, are you we good, did other bro? Stuff we don't know. Yeah. Exactly. It's just like, are you good, bro? It's like, yeah. And no, I just need to like stare at this wall for 48 hours. But yeah. So like. You're just waiting for her to like call you back and then like you you go and she's in the back of this van and she's like devastated and like barely alive and like so then like you know first of all there's some autopilot going on in that car and I'm just like hmm, I remember And then when she makes you drive it. She does. There's clearly autopilot that works and then she's like can you drive this thing? I'm like no. <laughs> it handles like shit. <laughs> Please but, don't ask me but... to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Because well, also, this is too much. Yeah, <laughs> I think that was the only time I, I actually just, I, followed traffic rules in that car because I was like, the last thing I want to do is just lightly touch a bumper of another car and then have the police after us, like with a one star exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it's, so it's just like, yeah, I remember thinking like you couldn't have picked a nicer car for this, but like it's fine. The van is fine. It's stealth. It's not. But yeah. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, it's just like she's not doing so hot. Right. That's for sure. And it's, like, even though, like, she keeps sort of communicating to you, like, this is the way it's going to work out. It's, like, it's not really working out, but it's maybe not done yet. But then she gets up right up to the to the airport and, like, immediately things aren't working as she wants them to. Like, it's just clearly, like, things are just unraveling. Right. And you're wondering, like, can we get to the end here? Like, it just, it feels like her plan and play is is it, yeah unraveling that's how i'd put it yeah i mean it's it's literally just like just at this point trying to just limp to the finish line and i think even v has like a voice line like at the very end of the whole section where she's like you know you you, you think this is actually it like have we finally done it like is this the last stretch for sure maybe you know yeah but and, and so, yeah, then there's the bloodbath, and then there's just fucking, like, yeah, some combat sequences, and then there's, like, seeing what the black wall can do if you unleash right. it. Yeah, that shit's fucked up. It was it's crazy. Well, also, you... you most beautifully depressing thing. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but also, just before that, you 
you eavesdrop on the president and the right uh, and, and uh, Reed. Yeah, and that's yes. how you kind of discover that turning in Songbird to them might not be the best thing for her. Right, and also like this is where maybe you do actually see Reed lying, maybe really. Yeah, like at least withholding but like there's a later uh confrontation with him where you can be like i heard you and he's like oh you heard me like it like mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's like this like yeah i think oh. that's like the moment where he definitely like most outwardly lies where he's just like the plan has changed and you're like yeah okay dude yeah just <laughs> and then also you see him like be like no i've got this and the president would be like no you fucking don't like you know what i mean like he gets embarrassed and and he's and disrespected and and is still fighting for that you know what i mean and like so then there's so part of it is like i lied to you when he said like he's saying that like when you sort of confront him but also part of it is like oh you heard like me be embarrassed like you you heard like yeah because also when he's talking to the president he kind of gives her like some back chat uh i don't remember what the exact line is but he basically is like is that really like kind of along the lines of like is that really like the best thing for Songbird? Or like, is that really what you believe or something like along that line? And the president's kind of like, what the fuck did you just say to me, little bitch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he's basically just Pretty like, much. she's like, I'm sorry, like, what was that? And he's like, nothing. Like, I I know what the mission is. I'm going to do the mission. Mm-hmm. So, like, even though he's kind of now starting to like voice his disbeliefs and like his kind of criticisms of what's going on, he's still like, but I know what my job is and I'll still do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is very read. Well, and I, 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 I guess I was like, again, like I said, I had very big I can fix him energy with this. So I was like, is he maybe fronting <laughs> towards her? Like, is he lying to her maybe? And then we'll talk and he'll tell me like how it really is. The mental is. gymnastics <laughs> that Zoe's doing. It was very strong this playthrough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then it's it's funny because like if, if you're that way and then I imagine like, songbird like just outwardly lies to you and confesses you're probably just like time to give you up songbird like i feel like uh, even th- like yep. i mean to always credit <laughs> he was voted 2018 sexiest man alive so you know <laughs> yeah. so he's compelling yeah i get it i get it there yeah it turns out that there are um compelling broken people <laughs> in this yeah. dlc and they go for your heartstrings mm-hmm. and they tug and part of the beauty of it is the pain of the tugging i'm mm-hmm. afraid um but yes and oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well so i was gonna say go like ahead. so then you know we get to see this beautiful devastation of the black wall though because i think arguably as well it's like you actually get to see what i would consider to be like songbirds like true potential power like coming into play mm-hmm. with that final segment that you are helping her through because she's weak. Um, but at the same time, you are just watching as you are pretty much like just destroying like, you know, dozens of lives just with so much as a click um, around you. Yeah. And it looks like a very and it painful feels- death. <laughs> exactly that's what i'm saying Mm -hmm. yeah it it like you hear their screams like and the way they like fuck with like the audio and everything it's just like you're hearing like yeah a devastating death 
just like a disgusting overload of their entire nervous system, like just murdering them. And, and, and you know, listen, I cut people's head off for hours, but it's just, it's different, man. It's different. It feels powerful. And, and honestly, super mad props to even be able to make one-shotting people feel different because I, mm-hmm. I, I'm i pretty sure Gabe just one-shotted everyone in the entire video game, like <laughs> up to this point. Yeah, these one-shots so, hit like, different. They hit different. They do. And you're just sort of like, it's you're just turning your camera at them and just sort of clicking and then they just explode like it's oh yeah it's definitely the only part of this game where i just like said there i was like i really don't want to click this button right now like i would wait until like the last second being like can i just like make like if i run can i make it to the train without killing all these people and it was like no dude and your plan is like make it to the train because then it's all gonna be good and you're like what is all good about well this? yeah i think it th- i mean i think pretty quickly the songbird version like goes to shit in a i mean in a serious way we're like yeah this is not good guys like we can all agree this is not good mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. many people die <laughs> right and and like maybe it's not even gonna work i mean it ends up well and then at the very yeah because then then you finally make it right you get on the train you get there and that's pretty much when she's like yes there's only one of us that's gonna get this and it's gonna be fyi and it's not like oh like i wanted to be straight with you because i'm you know i was gonna fuck you over but i'm too close to dying so i'm gonna like free you it's like where she really just looks at you and is like no like this is all for me. It was always all for me. And like, I didn't want to hurt you as much as I did, but I had to. And you understand that, right? And that's like one of those things where I feel like this is a really pivotal point for your own personal understanding of what that scenario is. Cause like, I can imagine a lot of people being like, oh, fuck you. And I can imagine a lot of people being like, essentially, I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, honestly, right? Like, because it's like, you the question is what is your motivation here that's i think where it comes back to that question i posed earlier what is your motivation here because if your motivation is to save yourself then obviously you do you don't let songbird okay i i say all this because we're building up to the point where you you should get on the train she tells you this and then you get to the spaceship and basically right before you can put her in this thing, which is allegedly going to send her to the fucking moon where maybe she's going to be able to do this fucking this, that, and the other to be saved. And you're like, kind of not believing it, but like, maybe it'll happen. I hope it'll happen. It's kind of like crossing your fingers, which is like not the best, uh, you know, hopeful outcome you're looking for. But then Reed steps up and steps out and is like, no, like, Don't take I'm stopping one you. one more step further. And if you're me, you didn't let go of the w button and got one shot died instantaneously one shot and killed i did the exact same thing oh fuck he is serious yeah oh lol which i do think is unfortunate because it did color how i played it because i knew that he would kill me like he doesn't give a fuck i was like well you're gonna kill me i'm gonna kill you motherfucker like let's go like i think if i had stopped i might have been like oh well he's not like gonna really shoot me like we're home i mean to be fair even johnny says it right before that He's like globe size ego V. You don't mean dick to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, you don't. Not in this because it's like this is such a deeper thing for him. And I will say the other ending is actually like I would consider to be like mandatory. If you, it gives you so much backstory in Songbird and Reed. It's astonishing. Mm-hmm. Like it is 
like criminal that people can go through this which is the canon ending and not have seen that other stuff like that other stuff is like it's like the payoff um but but like when you see that in that context and even you know it without it it's like it's it's so it's so largely ingrained in his working construction that's like limping to the finish line of his life like you just realize like nothing is anything like no one is like you know he especially you are nothing he'll absolutely kill you he needs to save songbird in his own way um but basically like yeah so you can just make the choice of either you hand it over to him and he's gonna you know do he's gonna send her to the best doctors and they're gonna fucking do this that and the other and you know the government's probably gonna make sure that she doesn't like get any of the secrets going out and all that but like this is what he needs for his sort of savior or you can or you can shoot him mm-hmm. and put her on the spaceship and you don't know if that's gonna work out or not but it's sort of like the game god the game the momentum of the game language is just so clearly behind you to get you at least to this point then i think at this point it kind of lets you do what you want to do but it's like so clearly push you down this is the canon ending you must do this you must get here um and then it's like this i mean so so i shot him for example and it was awful to do and i hated doing it but first of all gabe was watching and i had to get him to the promised land um, <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even have gabe watching me and i still felt his presence and was like i'm gonna have to shoot this guy like yeah you are my and, disciples and yeah but but so that brings it to the question right of what is your character's motivation here i gave it... i gave song songbird up yeah in my first oh, Jesus, you played that ending first yep I yeah did. it's rough i and it was because i was i was I was playing to what my character of V would want in that situation right. is where it ultimately came down. And what I just saw was a very, I played her very hurt, very betrayed. Like, even though in the back of my head, I'm like, this bitch is going to betray us. Like, there's no two mm-hmm. gears to this. That's too perfect of an ending. <laughs> like, something's going to go. No. Um, and I could just, I, I guess I just saw my V as being like, you know what? Like, fuck you all hand her over to read and just be like you two fucking deserve each other like i'm mm-hmm. i'm out i'm going and then this actually whole dlc deserves itself like like you know what i mean right like, you know like i like i had it was like the journey was great but like you know at this point like i'm gonna wipe my hands and do my nomad ending or whatever like it was kind of like one of those things of like this is yeah this is just not to be and um and rp reasons like reed does text you afterwards being like yo cure's still up for grabs if you want and i said no and it ended the entire dlc just like that but like you gotta say yes if you want that new devastating ending to it which you don't but you do Um, but you don't right but like i i i don't know like i i can see i can see why people would want to shoot reed and like yes when i look at it in hindsight like it does make sense to do something like that and like even johnny says if you let reed live and give songbird over johnny would just say like this guy's gonna fucking hang himself like this guy's too (laughs) tortured of a guy like yeah there's only one way this is gonna end up for him he's gonna fucking hang himself at some point um and so in a way it's like you realize that like in killing him is kind of like the biggest act of mercy you can give reed at that point but like that's exactly what i I told you when we talked yeah, about well, it exactly yeah. exactly but this like i i think well. i think like it's just i 
to me, it didn't make sense for V and my character to be that hard done by and still be like, well, I'm going to still send you to the moon, Songbird. Like, right. it didn't make sense to me. Then this is because that. it's the wrong character that, not the, it's not that you're wrong for the simping, but it's just that you're simping for the wrong character to understand why you would do that. Right. If that makes sense. Like, because if your motivation is for yourself, then, you know, like you do what you do for the cure. If your motivation is for songbird then that is even though it's just another person it's larger than yourself and this is what gabe and i were talking about it's like it's this understanding of like there's almost this honor to it 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 feels like a very sacrificial like stance of like you're you're a pawn in her like moves and you are to the end and like you know that it's bigger than you and like to describe that to someone who doesn't understand it, I, I don't know if it's possible. I don't know if it's possible, but it's like a very... It's such a male thing. It's so true. It, it, does, feel such it does feel that way. It does feel that way, yes. Like, oh, no. <laughs> she needs me. Like, oh, it's fine. Oh, it's fine. You need me to do this for you? Like, kill every... Like, kill, like, 50 people and, like, you lied to me the whole way. No, no, I killed like, those people for no myself. There is no cure for me. <laughs> yeah. But I do think that that songbird ending really plays on like a traditionally male fantasy of saving mm-hmm. this woman. But it, it's, it's, yes, absolutely. It's an honorable think, kind of hurt. <laughs> it is. Well, but that's the white knight fantasy is that it's an honorable thing to do. And but, like, but I want to, okay, just like, not that we need to get into the deep psychology of this, but I do want to mention that like, you know, a lot of what humans appear to be is like these sort of echoes of our past DNA. And and you got to understand, like, if you have, I mean, even you can see this in the modern military, but it's just like very disillusioned. So it's hard to see it in the same way. But if you were fighting for your country and you were fighting for the lives of your family and you were fighting for like, if you believed in your country and you believed that it was under attack and you believed that you had to fight, that is a call through honor to something much larger than you and like that is something that you would i'm not sure if i would say happily sacrifice for but there is a feeling like deep within the i would say like soldier within at least me probably gabe as well and i would guess a lot of people men and women but i would say specifically men sure like this like feeling of like giving for that larger thing and i think it can also be placed i i would just say on women like i just i I don't know how to put it it's like they become that larger thing to you and we've made fun of the white knight it's like one of the earliest internet memes right and like how embarrassing that person is similar with like neckbeards and all that shit but it's such a beautiful and pure like part yeah i think just what it is to be human i think also a lot of like the white knight stuff comes down to like it's kind of like the whole nice guys thing where it's like these guys right white knighting for these women in the hopes that they'll sleep with them like for me, I was never really, I was never like, oh, I think Songbird is like attractive and I want her to sleep with me. You know, mm. I already got a Pan Am dog. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> She's sending you news on the exactly. side of yeah. Hold on. <laughs> Not now, Pan Am. <laughs> Look, Songbird's attractive, but she doesn't have an ass like Pan Am does. <laughs> but for Fire. me, it's like, it's more being like having like a mutual connection with somebody who's also damaged, which. Fucked me up a lot in this because I have that same thing in real life. <laughs> um, but also, in my mind, it was like, you know, 
even if I can't be saved, maybe she can. And if there's a chance that she can be saved, then I think that's like a risk worth taking. Right. Especially right. because your character is in many ways dying. Yeah. Right? You. Well, I mean, I think that's what, that was what made sense to me with that ending is like, there's clearly, like I almost think about Songbird and V as like a sister type figure, not because they are siblings in any way, but just because like they both have the same type of thing going on. Like they, hmm. you know, like have been, you know, some, well, I think my songbird is like a little bit questionably questionable to me if she like accidentally stumbled into this or if there's, hmm. you know, I'm not sure how trustworthy she is to like release onto the world, but you know, like she, I think if you follow kind of the storyline that she presents you was like essentially fucked over by the government yeah. and turned into something. And now she's dying because of it. And the only way, you know, there's maybe just one way out and it's not a great option. And the same, like a similar thing is happening to you where like essentially by an accident, you picked up this thing and stuck it in your brain. Now you're fucked. Um, it's like, I think that that like camaraderie is what makes this ending make sense to me of just mm -hmm. like, you can understand her perspective of like, this is, yeah, like you're both damaged in the same way. And if one of you gets out, it's kind of a win for both of you. Um, and like, uh, for me, like this didn't feel like V's way to get out. Like this wasn't mm -hmm. V's way out. I think that was partially for me, like, because I'm very attached to Johnny as a character. Mm. Right. And so endings that don't preserve Johnny are like not an option for me. Yeah. Um, and I didn't, you didn't know you didn't that know, sending, yeah. that going up to the moon, like say there had been an option where you could like throw songbird just like off the fucking side and you get <laughs> in the rocket and you go to the moon. <laughs> like, sorry, bitch. Um, like, if that had been an option, I don't... It would have been interesting. Like, I don't know if I would have taken that anyway, because I feel like V and Johnny need to, like, find their own way out. Um, yeah. And I think by the end of the base game, what I remember, like, kind of coming to for, like, the way I was understanding the story is, like, V and Johnny might not have a way out, but, like, that, this might just be what it is. Yeah. Um, also, at least for me yeah. personally, before you finish the section and there's some things that pop up after, like, in this moment... It seems very much like this might not even really work. Agree, yeah. agree. Right. So like, fuck it. She can go try it, and if it works, great. But it honestly doesn't really look like it's gonna make a difference. And be I mean, real, yeah, Gabe, be real. Like, there's a real extra like makes you hard element, but not sexually, <laughs> but just for like the intensity of the moment. Of like, it might not even work for her. It might just be a romantic gesture in like the universe. It makes me emotionally hard. <laughs> that's what it's. <laughs> <laughs> um that's what i'm saying like it's just like there's this like there's this real power to the like sweet sorrow of the moment or, or like melancholy sorrow yeah. you know like that meme you always send me in, like the Elden ring thing it's like there is that like feeling of like i don't even know if this is gonna work for you i don't know if it's gonna work for me because i think okay the video game especially the video game we've already played has already suggested to us the many different ways that we can end our own personal story. But I think they really do a good job of sucking you into like, in this moment, you don't know that. And so mm -hmm. there's this like, absolute unraveled destruction of everything. Like it, you did all this for her and she became the cause that was larger than you. And it might not even fucking work. And it might not even work for you. And like you might have been wasting all your fucking time doing all this and what the fuck does any of this but but we're here like we've to stop now 
you know, to but it stop feels kind of right. But I think at the same time, like I think by the time I got there, I was like, okay, I just want to get off this ride. Like mm-hmm. this is not. I want to get off Mister Bones' yeah. wild ride. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I I, I think yeah. I was just kind of in the in the whole mindset of like, yeah. I mean, I I guess I was just in the mindset also of just like I I. I was kind of like in the same camp you were, Elena, in a sense where I was just like, I, I don't think like any resolution to like that involves the storyline is going to be good for my character. Mm-hmm. Like it needs to, yeah. you know, there, there's no Johnny without V, no V without Johnny kind of thing. Um, Just had to kind of like, and I mean, sure, like I think you can like talk about the selflessness factor and everything like that. I think it just didn't make sense to how I was playing V to like necessarily do that. And I mean, I did go back and ended up putting her to the moon anyway, just to like get the bonus content afterwards and whatnot. But like, I could definitely see like the way I was playing V was to be kind of that like, I was kind of playing it to that like fuck everybody like everyone always betrays me like no friends kind of be in a way and that makes so much sense you know what i mean like that makes so much sense can make sense like i think the i mean honestly i think most of these endings except for the really awful one like make sense for oh i guess you could justify that one but um Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. i think a lot of them make sense for how you play it and none of them I mean, like, one thing I really like about these endings, and it's the same way of the base game, I think these endings are way better than the base games. Not mm-hmm. better, better, but, like, they're more compelling. Um, but none of these endings are, like, great options. Like, you don't leave any of these being like, that really worked out well for everybody involved. Like, I feel good about that. Um, it's like And I have a mitigation. love-hate relationship <laughs> yeah. with that. It yeah. is it is damage right. mitigation. Yeah, and, like, but, like, so don't get it twisted, like, I think it, like, makes a lot of sense, especially, like, as she just repeatedly, like, fucks you over and then just only tells you when she's caught and all these factors. It's, like, they are just so clearly all pointed at you shouldn't help this person or trust this person or like this person. And yet there is, like, if you choose to play it, maybe, or if if you can find it in yourself... Like, there is such a consistency to all of her fucking you over that leads perfectly to this. Mm-hmm. Like, it is mm-hmm. like, it is like you can see that she is doing everything she can for the cause, and so are you. And you know that that means that you could die. Like, it's just crazy to, like, see that, but it is in that way. So it's, it's bizarre. I, I definitely think, like, now that we've talked about this a bit, and we mentioned this already, but just to give Gabe credit for this again, him explaining that that killing Reed here, like, puts him, like, it stops his almost soulless construction that is just continuing to fight on for a cause that has chewed him up and spit him out and to try to make good and do right by something that he's clearly fucked up. Like, it's, once you see that, because at first, dude, shooting Reed is fucking awful. Like, it's fucking awful, dude. Like, I, it did not feel good for me. And yet, like, I think, <laughs> much as Gabe does when he sends you a sad playlist, like, he puts you at ease in the sadness. <laughs> <laughs> How else can I put it? It's just, like, he just stro- holds you and strokes your hair. <laughs> yeah. He just, <laughs> I got you, dog. <laughs> no, but it's like, I do feel like there is a release of his soul in that moment of, like, because otherwise, like, especially yeah in the other endings where you just see like him like 
like just in a desk job later like kind of suffering mm-hmm. like like there's yeah, that that's rough and like you definitely I'm not big go ahead Gabe. okay i was just gonna say you definitely free him <laughs> from himself and that's like kind of what we we're talking about earlier like he is loyal to a fault yeah and he really can't like under his own volition really get out of this um like to the point where it's not even surprising like when you have that you know kind of follow-up quest with alex afterwards like when you choose to shoot reed and sun song for it's the mood moon and you have a drink with alex later like she'll ask Mm -hmm. like you know what what happened with reed and you can be honest with her and like she does not seem surprised like at all like she's like what how fucking dear like no she's just like you know like She's like that stubborn fool. Yeah, that stubborn. Yeah, she's just kind yeah. of like that mm-hmm. bastard. Like, I don't know what he expected. And you're just like, same girl, same. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. Like that that scene. Yeah, talking with Alex at the end, absolutely. Like, and actually I would say all hmm, most I can't confirm all, but most of the endings that I like tried, despite the fact that like it was absolute torture i played like an entire day where the only thing i did was just play endings i would never choose by myself (laughs) which was just an excruciating day (laughs) everything just goes the way you don't want it to and it's fucking awful but there are some unbelievably powerful dialogue choices and exchanges between characters like i think we've mentioned also between johnny already but like that happen at these endings that are so if alex is a real character and knows what the fuck is going on like these conversations with key pivotal characters have lines in them that you can choose that do absolutely know what the fuck is going on in such a powerful way mm-hmm. at the end. Right. Like it is so satisfying to like hear these final reactions between two people where they're just sort of like, it's kind of, it's kind of done. Mm-hmm. What's done is done. And this is what it was. It's like, it's, 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 it's amazing. Like specifically with Alex and with Johnny, um, but even with um, Reed and, in the other ending yeah see i thought the one with reed where um you kill songbird so right like if so if you go down the other path and you betray songbird side with reed there's like a whole thing um but eventually you come upon songbird in like a bad situation and you can choose she essentially is like just please kill me like this is yeah she pleads for you to kill her yeah um and like I mean, she played. I I watched McCoy play it when the the time where you chose not to kill her. You missed her out to on like the best part happens. though. The lead up to that moment where the game. Yeah, can we actually talk about that? Can we actually talk about that? No, wait. Like, I, yeah, but wait, wait, wait. Hold up. Wait, okay. And then yes. Um, but the conversation with Reed after you choose to kill Songbird is, I thought, is also a really good one. Where he's Absolutely. like, he's taken some time, and he's like yeah okay that was he, he thank ba- you for doing that he basically like tells you like like fuck you you embarrassed the fia you embar- like you lied to me like you lied to everyone <laughs> you let me down etc 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 and then he just goes like but i think i think you were right and i think that's like the most character growth yeah. that yeah. reed can have Honestly. like i think to me like that's the best ending for reed because well, even like when you're Honestly, driving with yeah. with songbird's body to across the border to give it to, back to the nusa he even is like, it should have been me there instead of you. I could have saved yeah. her. Mm-hmm. You couldn't do it. I could have. And you're just like, right. wake the fuck dude. up, dude. Like, holy <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you, you, she didn't want to be safe, bro. Exactly. And she makes an impeccable case, by really the way, good to case. not Watching be you have to not do it was devastating. Yeah, it was devastating. So let's, let's do a little bit of lead up for this, because 
what ends up happening is like things just like go first of all there's red flashing lights that are the black wall like immediately when you start like the second you click this choice of like you know doing what was this? i guess this it's is like what, the betraying. you done fucked mm-hmm. up like reaction yeah. yes. where you're just like, yes. <laughs> like they're like load now like it's just like it's it's really like hitting you with that because like shit just goes super south <laughs> yeah, immediately like, so you've chosen dies, like right yeah, yeah. she like, yeah, she like, stops the like upload like halfway and being like are you seriously trying to do this right now and you're just like e- maybe (laughs) then you're watching alex get slaughtered and you're like oh no nope nope (laughs) alex gets slaughtered in such a bioshock way on the other side of an unbreakable glass glass. you're like oh god right and she's up against the glass like a fucking splicer would have and you're just like damn like but anyways um so then it's like all right this is crazy you go and fight Hanson, you got a special dagger, whatever it is, what it I is. I want to acknowledge um, that that was the only hard fight in this whole game for me, was the Kurt Hansen okay. fight. Okay. Just because he moves around so fast, and you can only like shoot him in the head to do damage, at least with my build. Hmm. And he has that hmm. annoying-ass move where he throws a knife at you and instantly teleports to you, like, sorry, kid, nothing personal. <laughs> <laughs> and just, like, stabs yeah, okay. you and takes away, like, 99% of your health. <laughs> Yeah, it's always 99% yeah. in such an uncomfortable way of, like, is that... At first, you're like, oh, God, but then you're sort of like... But they can't just do that. And yeah, you're like, oh, I live, like, but it's, then, it's, like, you have to immediately get away. Otherwise, he'll just, like, normal attack you and you'll die. Exactly. So, you know, listen, you fight him, and then you get to, like, kill him with his own dagger, which is pretty sick, I guess. Um, But you're just, you just know that, like, shit is wrong. Alex didn't deserve to die. Like, there's red lights flashing. Shit is bad. And then basically, like... Okay, oh yeah, and Songbird's what, like, gone Cyber Psycho. That too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so- Songbird's gone Cyber Psycho, which is like pretty sweet, I guess. She gets picked up by um, Max Tech. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then, wait. So then, fill me in on like what happens between here and you get to like the abandoned military base. Like, how do you get to the abandoned military base from here? Uh, so what happens is you you get out of the, uh, you meet Rhea down basically in like the parking garage. You get out of the, uh, the arena. You drive like up on the hill and look down. You see Songbird collapse get taken in by max tack which is like the super heavy duty hardcore like tactical SWAT team in night city dealing with cyber psychos Mm -hmm. like exclusively um then you go and meet like a net runner either you can call somebody you know or you can get one through mr hands um and then basically you track down like what the route's gonna be for them delivering her to whatever prison there is around here uh, and then you intercept that convoy, um, yes, with help from Reed and uh, Sixth Street Patriots, and some other bros yeah. that like have little faith. You have little faith. <laughs> some Call of Duty bros. <laughs> some Call of Duty bros. Um, it is a very Call of Duty mission, is it not? Yeah. Like just like the whole like setup and shit. But so basically, okay. So then, like, what she escapes or whatever. But then you like yeah. So you you her, kill like, you down. kill the like Max Tac police officers and just quick call out. One of them is. The chick from the very first uh, teaser trailer for Cyberpunk ever. The chick with the uh, mantis blades. Yeah, oh. dude, that was the one we posted. Yeah, like, yeah from we just we just ago. watched that trailer, being like, "Wow, this game turned out very different." But also, like, sort of similar in <laughs> yeah, some yeah, ways. Yeah. Like, that's it's cool. pretty cool. Um, so that's sick. So then, basically, like, you chase the fucking. Yeah, you then know, she drives away witches. and then smashes into some like building and then goes down underground to a uh, old Militech bunker that they did like ai stuff 
Yes. Yes. Sinusure. Sinusure. Yeah. And so, so, so then basically it becomes the stealth sequence scary part of the game where mm-hmm. James like, thank God you're not here. Yeah. Um, but like, <laughs> I'm like, I was like, Gabe, is this what you're we were talking about? And he's like, oh yeah. Because then it's like all of a sudden you're like stealthing behind shit and like trying to run away from this like mech creature that just eats you because like she's like gone crazy but she's fighting back with it. She's in the like mainframe core and she's attached to all the technology but she's also like trying to kill you. And, and she just nonstop spams, fight. we see you. <laughs> yeah, and so that was the glitch that I did unfortunately encounter during this section because it's a stealth sequence and literally you're supposed to like hide behind cover and like keep your cool and it was just playing this dialogue option randomly every minute. Or something that was just, we see you. And so I would panic because I'm behind cover and they'd be like, we see you. And I would just dash for the door. The door would be blocked. I'd try to open it. It'd like seal itself again. I'd like pry it open and just get murdered repeatedly. Like it just kept panicking me because it kept saying, we see you. And then at one point, Gabe just goes, you know, I did want to mention that I don't think that is intentional. I was like, this really adds to like the moment. And I think it's actually kind of awesome. But it is not intentional. Because yeah. <laughs> it's panicking me and I'm running out from cover and I'm doing all sorts of crazy shit. I'm trying to use my stealth, whatever, and it's a nightmare. But I even tried to play it off at one point. I was like, damn, dude, she's like really trying to get into your head. <laughs> it was getting into my head. Dude. Gabe, you would do that. Like, would, dude. That's like layers of fear all over again. <laughs> but the thing that's like, so the gameplay sequence is interesting and it is what it is. But first of all, it's an incredible spectacle. And there's actually like a lot of gameplay going on. And there's a map and you're trying to figure it out. And it's almost Dead Space reminiscent. And like, what the fuck is happening? But the real key is that you get so much backstory and flashbacks to Songbird because she's like, as she's like merging with this mainframe, like parts of her memory are like being like live action AR style, like augmented reality, like played out in the scene. So it's like, it's very reminiscent of all those horror games where you walk into a fucking like uh, a medical room right with like a table and shit and then you like hear the sounds of the doctors mm-hmm. cutting someone up and then like you look again and it all fades it's like it's very much like that um sort of sequence going on and you're learning about you know read well first of all you're learning about her backstory of like her even as a kid and like you're seeing her in her apartment when she's a kid and all that shit and like her friends and like turning to net running and these sorts of concepts and and then you're seeing like reed come to her and make the cell that like everything's going to be okay you should join the fia well like otherwise they'll go after your friends and like how he sort of manipulated her into like it's going to be okay but like we kind of need you and then contrasting that with like him being this broken shell of a man that needs to undo that damage he did to her you're seeing the damage in this place so it's like it really feels like this game to be understood you need to see both mm-hmm. like they they both of these endings while you can't have them both be canon in your game they're like hybrid eyes to tell you all the story because there's so much story here on this side so like even though it's a very painful ending to go through like you it's amazing like there's so much backstory and so much about her and just her nervousness and her sort of demise and downside and craziness and then once you survive the, the stealth sequence and my advice there is just hide behind the wall for real though and if it comes around the corner like go around the other corner my dog <laughs> um <laughs> because <laughs> i had failed that so many fucking times um but then you finally and it's also beautiful and gorgeous and red and colors and fucking insane set piece that last but bit you finally... is uh that real quick that's where i mentioned yeah, yeah. in the first episode that the game killed me for going too fast right because okay. there's this last section where you 
yeah, after you do like the final objective and you got to go back to the control room to get to Songbird, you come onto this like big room and you have to just like hide for like a set amount of time from the robot until it goes away and you can go through the door and leave. But in my playthrough, it was very McCoy-esque where like, I just like the second the door opened, I just like jump dashed to the door <laughs> and like with the robot, it makes a very noticeable audio cue whenever it comes down into the room. Yeah. So that did not play at all. I just mad dash to the door, force it open. And then all of a sudden I just get like the Bioshock death animation where the drill just comes through my chest. <laughs> I look down yeah. at it from behind and I'm like, the fuck was that? <laughs> Like it teleported yeah. to you to kill Yeah, the you. robot just like spawned behind me and killed me. And I was like, no way, dude. That's so fucked. <laughs> yeah. 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 They they clearly, they programmed this in such a way that like they want you to experience yeah. this. Yeah. And there is actually story and stuff. I think maybe literally in that room, like that maybe they want you to see, like I think on the steps, yeah. if we're thinking of the same room. Um, But anyways, I would just say that like you get all the way to like her in the mainframe and then now we're back to you know we're sort of what you were talking about where she basically is like she tells you like i'm i'm done like it's over like they're like the then usa or the f i or whatever the fuck like they're just they're gonna do terrible things to me it's gonna be awful i know it is and then she also makes this case and i think this is the one that to me like hits super hard and i just thought was beautifully written she's trying to explain like and she's been saying this the whole time but to really understand it She's saying, like, I don't have my memories. Like, those memories that you were seeing on the way, the backstories, they were almost, like, short-circuiting out of her onto the stage and then gone. Mm -hmm. Like, she's trying to explain to you that, like, no matter what they can do to fix her, she won't be herself. She'll never be the human again. She'll never have those experiences. And she's just talking about how empty and sad that is. And it's such a beautiful, like, human experience. And it's, like, absolutely at the core of that question. Like, if you're not able to be the human you want to be, like, should we force you to be that? And so it's such a beautiful case. Um, and so if you choose to to do that for her, then Reed comes in and is like, what the fuck? Because now it's he's has to fully confront the fact that that he failed. And, like, we know he's already failed. And in other endings, he can sort of eventually see that. But anyways, <laughs> anyways. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. 15 minutes. Do we rate? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, behind the curtain, listeners, I do have to go in, like, 15 minutes, and it's, like, a hard stop 15 minutes. And I don't feel like we could talk about the new ending in that amount of time at all. Do we pick this it's up for part two? It's devastating. Yeah, yeah, we could just come back and, like, We could do come it. back another time. Yeah, we could just yeah. pause this yeah. recording and then come back whenever. Another time. Finish it off. Yeah. To be continued. We've never done a to be continued. That's what I'm saying. Do I yeah. <laughs> do I post this or do you think dun, I just dun, wait dun, for the No, let, let the people want more. Keep them hanging. What will their ratings be? Why do they hate that other ending so much? <laughs> Tune in next time to find out. Bum, ba da, da, da. You know what I'm saying? Hit with that, McCoy. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note. <laughs> Hit the stop button. I've done it. All right. Okay. Okay. To be continued. <laughs>